Oh my goodness. That's right. My friends, the best show is back again on another Tuesday night here in February of 2017. And we have an exciting show for you tonight. We will have in the studio the musical mastery of Mr. Greg Cartwright. You know him from Raining Sound, The Oblivions, the best dudes in the game, and he will be in here in a little bit. We will also be speculating what happens in John Wick 2. Comes out on Friday. Spoiler alert, he shoots people. But we will wonder no more on Friday. But tonight, we shall crack the speculation wide open. Come up with your proposals and theories for what happens in the movie. And we will talk about it. But now, I tell you, without further ado, the best show is about to begin so let the best show begin. Ah, wrong song. Oh, somebody's going to get it. That's not it. What is this? Oh, I'm going to get Mike. This is Mike's doing. Fiddling with my CD player. So he's fiddling about. Right? So he's fiddling about. Fiddling about. You like that album, Mike? It's not good. It's not a good album. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to play the theme right here. The best show. Let's do this.
Oh, yeah, it's the best show back on a Tuesday night here in February of 2017. Why do I tell you that? Simple. I'm trying to help the archivist putting this together 4,000 years from now, piecing together the history of what happened. The big players from the 21st century. Best show. What else? Frozen. Right? Think Frozen will stick around, Mike? What else? What else will be big 4,000 years from now? I don't know. You think anybody will be talking about that uh, cinnamon challenge, Mike? Think cinnamon challenge. People put cinnamon in their mouth. No. I don't know if that'll make the run the gamut of four thousand years, but there's only one way to find out: to eat healthy and try to stick around for the next four millennia. Could you imagine? What that would be like to be 4,000 years old. Oh, I'm already done. I'm done. I've seen enough. I get it. I get it. I've seen what's going on here. I'm ready for whatever the next thing is. I tell you, man. There's some days when you're just like this place is the greatest place you could ever be and the greatest life you could ever have. And then there's other days where it's like, Man, let me be involved in some sort of convenience store heroics where I eat it and go out a hero. You know, you go out a hero, you, f- you foil something in a convenience store, go out a hero. That's eh, a fair deal. I- I'll do it. I've seen enough. No! I can only say that after tonight's show, I've seen enough, because tonight's show is the culmination possibly of everything this program has been working toward we have greg cartwright's going to be in the studio tonight from raining sound one of my all-time favorite bands also he's from the oblivions also one of my all-time favorite bands this guy's on a hot streak man everything he touches and we also will be talking about oh here comes studio let's see what Yeah, no, I know. Oh, I tell you. I don't know what's worse here. What's what's poisoned the well more? This Patreon, where people can support the show. Patreon.com slash the best show. We don't do ads anymore. We do Patreon uh, uh, sponsorships. Give people things for for their generosity. We'll start to send things out over the next month, I believe. But now these guys, I tell you, one was fading, one was phoning it in more than the next. Dudio, Pat, Mike. Now these guys, they got the, they smell some cash in the air. You should see the pep in their step. Now, I tell you, they smell cash 
And these guys suddenly they're here. Suddenly they're uh they're they suddenly they're engaged. What's that, sir? Yes. Uh, what but it doesn't put it past Mike. I put a, a thing out yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to Costco. What do you guys want? Mike sends this list of things. It's like, Mike, I was not talking about I was talking about things for what do we need in the studio from Costco? Not the things Mike wanted. He wanted pants. Because they have cheap pants. He wanted pants and sweatpants. He wanted socks with a gold toe. He wanted me to pick up some uh, lamps. Like like lawn lawn lamps for spring. Spring's on the way. It's like, no, I was talking about snacks. And then he's like, how about buffalo wings? Because he's got to keep the the ribbing of uh, Pat going. Wingman. Pat had his... Because uh... if you remember a couple weeks ago, Pat and uh, his cohort, Martine, filling in for duty. Who, where were you, Jason? No, no, no. You were on vacation, I think. He, Where were you? He was in Honduras. Sounds like a hot vacation spot. Honduras. Really? You got something against south of the border, studio? You don't like those... You don't like uh, getting some salsa that's covered in dust at south of the border? I grew up as a I grew up. I grew up as a child. I don't know if any of you also did. I did, but up here in New Jersey, you'd see billboards for this thing south of the border. Then you'd see bumper stickers south of the border. And this thing—it seems like the most exotic thing you ever heard in your life. So then you get one day you're driving down. You're going to actually. Oh my goodness, we are in the path of south of the border, the billboards. 300 miles till south of the border. 200 miles to south of the border. And what is it on? Is it in Georgia or South Carolina? South Carolina. You finally, you get to this place, you pull in, and it's a, the biggest dump you ever saw in your life. And I had this thing built up my entire life. I thought it was going to be magical. It was like Bowcraft. You ever go to Bowcraft, Mike? I thought you were from New Jersey. It's an, it's an arcade uh, slash amusement park on uh, Route uh, 22. The Double Deuce, as we call it, uh, trucker style. Yeah, Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. Uh, we got a, uh, got a plain brown wrapper on Double Deuce going east. Come on. Then you're like, wait, there's no tractor trailers on Route 22. Do truckers text each other? Or what are they doing now? Are they in chat rooms or something? Do they still talk in trucker lingo? In like chat rooms? Because how do they let each other know that there's like a, 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 a bear in the air? Right? How do they let each other know? 
It's a bear in the air. Watch out for a county mountie. Everybody got burned by south of the border, man. Everybody. We all fell for it. It's the biggest fraud. You know what it's like south of the border? It's like it's like if there was a uh, like a like a like a Trader Joe's going out of business that had a couple rides in it next to it. Imagine that. That's kind of what south of the border was like. It's like if there's an abandoned Trader Joe's and a couple rides with a with a with a, a mascot of I don't know if we call that do we call that crypto racist or just racist? I'm not sure where what's his name? Pedro? Yeah, it's racist. Pedro. Yeah. Pedro says Buy some fireworks. Yeah, it's like if Trader Joe's sold fireworks. Is kind of what uh, uh, south of the border is. So, music. What did we just hear? Oh, my goodness. You know she's a friend of the best show. Everybody loves her. Coco. Coco Hames. She's got an album coming out. It comes out in March. I Do Love You is the song we heard from that. It's on the self-titled album, which would be Coco Hames. Comes out on Merge. And I'm telling you this, next week, I think we're going to have a, uh, a exclusive from it. I think we're going to have an exclusive. Sneak peek. Of a new song, and I think we might have a, uh, a coupon code for Best Show listeners, courtesy of Merge. Yeah, we don't do the ads anymore, but we give you the, the, the savings that the ads provide. You like Coco, right, Mike? Yeah. America's, Mike says Coco is America's sweet. It's hard to argue with. And starting us off, Snooty Garbage Men. The record came out, uh, they are from Houston. Self-titled, Snooty Garbage Men. It's on 12XU. One of my favorite labels. Can't go wrong with them. We heard a part at the seams. It's good stuff, man. 12XU. Mr. Gerard Cosloy put that out, right? We all remember where we were the first time we heard John Spencer say, I'd like to dedicate this next song to Mr. Gerard Cosloy. So yeah, patreon.com slash the best show. Go there, support the show. That's what keeps the show on the air now. And people have been very supportive. I appreciate it. And it's going to keep it going. We're going to have some original content going up very shortly. And I'm telling you, the original content's going to be good. This ain't just no throwaway trash. It's good stuff we're going to be doing. And also, Best Show 24-7, the 24-7 nonstop radio station we have set up over at thebestshow.net. You go to thebestshow.net slash 247, and it is nonstop best show 
Let's see what's going on over there now. I want to see what's going on at Best Show 24-7. If it's good, I might just play this and not do the show tonight. Let's see. Let me see what's playing over at Best Show 24-7. I've been trying to make my what? my thing go. Yeah, I mean, oh my you goodness. kind of are, you've been in the neighborhood three days. Keith right? Kincaid and from the Newbridge like Church really of Satan. you're enforcing some sort of, so, some sort of order. June 6, 2019. Hmm. Regardless of hmm. what, Type they, much? what they want. And everybody kind of has a right to do what they want. That's a black eye on you, dude, yeah. Like, check this out. 2019, huh? I guess you, uh. It's a call from the future, huh? Yeah, Mike loves that, I tell you. You had never heard Mike laugh so much. Mike loves when Dudio messes up. Man, these dudes do not like each other out there. Mike. <laughs> like, hey, Dudio, you messed up, Mike. <laughs> Reveling in it. You'd think he was in a waterfall, basking in the majestic... I don't know. Wouldn't that hurt to go to one of those like waterfalls you see in like Hawaii? Wouldn't you go on it, right? And then you'd be like, ow! This water's coming down too hard. That's what I think would happen. I think it would hurt. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. That's why, man, you never catch me under one of those dumb waterfalls. Who's good here, Mike? Quick call. Quick call. Three. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? I think I might know who this is. But Liam. Liam. One of my favorite callers. Liam, welcome to the best show. How are you tonight, Liam? Awesome. Now, young man, you are how old? Eight. Eight. And people know your calls because you call up and you talk about you called up Bobby Joe. You called up my what's his name? Bobby, Bobby Joe. Joe. You called up at Christmas. And you told everyone about your invisible friend, Bobby Joe. Who Yep. The thing with Bobby Joe, he was he was distracting you. You were staring out the window in school and the teacher actually told you to pay attention and you said I'm but I'm looking at I'm thinking about my invisible friend. Yeah. Now, Bobby Joe drives a very unique vehicle. Yes. What is it again? A toilet car with 15 wheels on it. A toilet car with 15 wheels on it. And how fast does it go? 500 miles per hour. 500 miles an hour. Now, where does Bobby Joe drive this thing? Anywhere. Anywhere he wants. That's a, that's actually probably what would happen 
if you had a 15-wheeled toilet car that went anywhere yeah, that goes 500 miles an hour. Where does that go? Anywhere it wants to go. So what's going on with your invisible friend, Bobby Joe? Um, he's just listening to me call on the best show. I'm sorry? He's just listening to me call into the best show. He wants to call in. Oh, he's listening to this call. Yeah. All right. So what is, uh, what, what, what's he doing right now, though? Is he on his toilet car? Uh, yeah. All right. Is he distracting you? No. No? What does his voice sound like, Liam? Like this. Do that again? Like this. That's what Bobby Joe sounds like. Sort of. Like, what's something that Bobby Joe would say to you? Um, he would say that I'm a great caller. He would say you're a great caller. Yeah. And, like, what does he, what does he think about school, Bobby Joe? Uh, he thinks about him driving his toilet car. He thinks about driving the toilet car into the school? Yeah. Does he ever drive it through your school? Yes. Well, that, that must make a huge mess, right? Yeah, there's poop all over the ground. Okay. There's poop all over the ground from the toilet car. Yes, but some people think it's from other people. But who's it from? His toilet car. It's from his toilet car. Yeah, I knew. I figured that. He's the only one that uses the toilet on the toilet car? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Like, what? no one else is allowed to use it? I can only... Only you and Bobby Joe. Yes. Right? Yes. And what does Bobby Joe do? Like, what's his favorite food? His favorite food is brownie donuts. Brownie donuts? Yeah, no wonder he's on a toilet car. No offense. <laughs> right? Bobby yeah. Joe, right? Is he a little eating one too many uh, brownie donuts? Yeah. So tell me, Liam, what's your favorite subject in school? Social studies. Social studies. And what, uh, what, what, uh, oh, like, what's your least favorite subject? Uh, school. Just school in general? Yes. What kind of music does Bobby Joe like? Rap music. What? Rap music. Rap. He likes rap music. Yes. Um, all right. Well, and does I can he, name a song. Well, what's the song? He likes 24 Karat Magic. Ah, yes. 24 Karat Magic by? Bruno Mars. That's right. The master, Bruno Mars. 
right? Mm-hmm. You like Bruno Mars? Yeah. You like that guy? Uh, he's very talented. Uh, no, Andy, yeah. do you, does Bobby Joe enjoy comedy? Does he like to laugh? Yes, he loves comedy. Does he like uh, like Andy Kindler, like a comedian like Andy Kindler? No. He doesn't like Andy Kindler. No. What would Bobby Joe no. say? If Bobby Joe was going to say something about Andy Kindler, what would he say? He's funny. He would say he's funny. So Bobby Joe does like Andy Kindler. Kind of. Kind of. He kind of likes, like he's embarrassed to like him. Is that what it is? Mm, Not really. No? He actually thinks he's funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you do an impression of what it sounds like if Bobby Joe is saying that he thinks Andy Kindler is funny? Okay. I think Andy Kindler is funny. That sounds pretty good. Well, Liam, I want to tell you this. You started the year off as my favorite caller, and you're still my favorite caller. Cool. But you know what, buddy? Pay attention in school. Pay attention. Okay. Don't don't just stare out the window all day. Stop staring out the window. Okay. Pay attention. Bobby Joe will be there for you. You can watch his toilet car all day long. Okay. But pay attention in school. Okay, I have a question. By all means, what is it? Have you ever played toilet basketball? Have I ever played it? Yeah. No, I have not. There was a guy a couple weeks ago who called talking about toilet basketball. It's Philly Boy Roy. What's that? It's Philly Boy Roy. Well, that wasn't Philly Boy Roy. That was another guy calling. Oh. Yeah, that was not Philly Boy Roy, though. I appreciate that you like the show this much, uh, Liam. I do. You're cool, bruh. Every time I get in the car, I normally listen to it. You do? So it's either you listen to Bruno Mars or The Best Show? Yes. So you either listen to what song? What's your favorite Bruno Mars song? 24 Carat? Magic. Magic. Okay. Well... Liam, you have a grand evening. Thanks for calling, buddy. And I keep calling. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Good guy. Good guy. Busy phones. Back to the phones. Best show. What's up, Big T? Loving the show tonight. Oh, big. Ugh. I don't like being called Big T. I can tell you that. Why not? Right off the bat. That's Why? a fun nickname. It's not a fun nickname. It's a really unenjoyable nickname. It commands it. It it shows that people respect you. Mm-hmm. Big talent. Oh, is that what it stands for? Big absolutely. Talent. Yeah. What do you think it stood for? Tom. I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Who who is this now? Excuse me. Who who is calling? Oh, uh, this is Donnie in Blackbridge Falls. Uh huh. Well, yeah. welcome to the show, Donnie. I'm loving it. It's 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 the high point of my week, I have to say. Well, that's sweet to say. Although I had a I had a high point. I think we all had a pretty good high point the other night on Sunday night. That Super Bowl. Super Bowl was a high point for you. Well, I mean that that was quite a game, right? It was quite a game. Big comeback. I'll tell you, I haven't seen a New England team come back that strong since third stage. 
Since what? Third stage. What is, I don't know what that is. Are you serious? Yes, yeah. You have a radio show and you don't know the name of Boston's third album? Wait, Boston's third album was called Third Stage? Yes, it wouldn't be called Second Stage if it was their third one. Sure, well, their second album would be called... Say it for me. I want to see if you know. I want to learn. Get Bent? What was it called? Now I think you're toying with me. No! What was the second album called? Well, it's the same... Here, here's a hint. Bob Dylan uh, named a movie after it. Bob Dylan named a movie after it. After Boston's second album. Ronaldo and Clara. No! Don't look back. Don't look back. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um... Yeah, I, I, uh... Little question for you. What's that? That's a fun question. You never see, uh, you never see Greg Ginn from Black Flag or Tom Scholz from Boston in the same room at the same time, do you? That is true. You never see Black Flag's Greg Ginn and Boston's Tom Schultz in the same room. It's one to think about, right? It, you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna ever be able to stop thinking about that. Right? Just think of me when you're thinking about it. I'm going to think about it. I'll think about you, Donnie. Just say that's one for Donnie. Like oh, my I'm God. They're getting, getting back to the game? Yeah. That poor Falcons owner. I, I don't even know his name, but they showed him a couple times towards the end. Did you see him? He had, he had this suit on, and you know, he looked really mad. He looked like, like a rich guy who was about to shut down an orphanage in the 1940s. He did have a look that was very... Um, like he had spats on, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It looked like he was... He came from, like, the dance hall. Yep. <laughs> to the... Like, he was ready to go to the dance hall and celebrate. Mm-hmm. And, and like, get his, like have his... What would it be? A dance card or something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was like, oh, when my Falcons win, I'm going to... My dance card's going to be full. I'm gonna light this Cuban, mm-hmm. and I, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get my dance card punched. Is it is it punched or pushed? Punched. I think you'd get it punched. Yeah. But yeah, he he did not look. That was a he was a sad looking rich guy. You know who was happy though? Who's that? Gazelle Bunching. Who's that? Gazelle Bunching. Gazelle. She's married to Tom Brady. I don't know if it's Bunching. It's Giselle Bunchin. Oh, we really? Yes. That's stupid. Well, that's a stupid it's, name. That's her name, though. Well I, well, I can't help that. Oh, hey, speaking of football, did you see the thirty for thirty on the XFL last week? I oh did. my God, I did. I, I loved did. it. Did you love it? The ESPN thirty for thirty on the X. I did. Yeah. I mean, and one thing I thought it was was uh, I didn't think it was as much about the XFL. Did you ultimately? Well. You know, ultimately, I think it's a love story between Vince McMahon and, and Dick Ebersol. Um, I, I yeah, I, I think that's ultimately what it was. It was like a love story between a one rich mogul and another rich mogul. What a friendship, though they they did a lot of stuff together. It's, it's, it's great. It seemed like such a quality friendship, and they seemed so comfortable in each other's company when they sat at that table at the end. 
Well, it, to me, it looked like they've they've been having dinner every night for years together. They're yeah, there so were, comfortable. There was such an ease between yes, them. Yes, there was. <laughs> just, they didn't seem stiff or stilted or... Not at all, no. Yeah. Um, you know what they did leave out, though? What? They left out the Newbridge team. The Newbridge... No, no mention of it. Of the XFL team. Yes, yes. You remember this? No. Yes. Newbridge had a team, but they got dumped before the first game because everything about them was just too extreme. Really? Yeah. They were called the Newbridge... And they were really crazy. Yeah, I had to I had to bleep that. I, you, know, you had to bleep what? I can't, I can't let you say the name. You can't let me say the Newbridge... Huh. No, I have to. I have to bleep that. That's. Well, well, you can see how how that was such a big problem for the XFL. And I'll tell you, Vance Kern, the owner of the team, mm-hmm. he would not change it. They said you you can have anything you want in the league, but you got to change that name. But he wouldn't do it. And it's crazy. The team's logo was a going into a with a bunch of coming out that's disgusting and i had to punch through and bleep all i'm amazed i would caught all of them you caught all the all the dirty things i said well yeah, i did that's a that's a uh you got a good thumb there is it a thumb or a finger that you do that stuff uh, it's with? my forefinger very exciting yeah proud of you remember that well, jerky voice remember what proud of you uh no i don't remember that one from the jerky boys eh, look it up well, yeah. maybe i will but I'll tell you, the Newbridge team did do one practice game against the New York Hitmen. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was so weird. Oh, my God. Each player had, had those, what are they called, throwing stars? You know, like those, those, those like, eight, what do they call those? Well, I don't want to use the, the word oriental. Yeah, that's because that would be offensive. So Exactly. That, that's, I'm not going to say Asian throwing stars. That sounds call, weird. Just call them throwing stars. Throwing stars. <laughs> Everybody knows what you're talking about. Oh, I don't know what people know. Well, um, trust me, they know what you they know what you mean. Okay. They had these throwing stars in their in their socks, in their tube socks, and they you know they would they would take them out real quick and throw them. Mm-hmm. Really painful stuff, and they were also having sex in the huddles. Ugh. It's crazy. And um, after the after the Newbridge team, they would tackle a guy on the other team. Uh-huh. And like a bunch of guys would pile on, so you couldn't see what was going on at the bottom. At the very bottom, the Newbridge player would poison the guy from the Hitmen. Like poison him he, in the yeah. He put cyanide in, in his mouth. Oh my god! Yeah, and also the balls were coated with cocaine. That's not that's I, for these XFL games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was so it was so out of hand. And there's no footage of it because Dick Ebersol and Vince McMahon didn't want to get fingered in the murder cases. In the what? Wait, what murder cases? Oh yeah, eight players died that day. Eight players died that day. Yes, the Newbridge middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. He start he started up this uh, flamethrower that that they let him have. <laughs> so he was on the field with an active flamethrower, blasting people. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And you know what his nickname was on the back of his, of his jersey? Flamethrower? No, I kill him. I kill him. So, mm-hmm. so his went further than he hate me. Exactly, like, yeah. So his, like, he hate me was kind of like a warm-up to his, like, yeah. if 
There should have been one guy whose jersey said if, but then he would stand next to he hate me. Right. And then, the, then another player's jersey <laughs> was I then. Him. I like it. Was then. And then he would stand at the end and say, I kill him. I like it. Yeah. Well, see, if this could have happened, it would have saved the league, I think. I think it would have. It really would have saved the league. Right. But that damn generator ran out of gasoline. I know. So sad. Yeah. Hey, on, on a lighter note. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the best show. Yeah, what's that? It's those impressions you do. I can't get enough. Oh, if I could best. eat them, I would. Uh-huh. If you could eat the impressions, you would? Yes, you're so gifted. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's sweet of you to say. I really don't know if I, I am. I, I think I know. I know you know that you are. You know, you're like the rich little of the Beanie Baby generation. I, that's is that a compliment? Yes, of course it is. Well, I I I, I could say it another way. You're the rich little uh, of the flip phone generation. I'll go with the Beanie Baby one. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I do a pretty good imitation. What's uh, what's that? I do Andy Kindler doing Dennis Miller. You do? I do, yeah. It's short, but I, I think it's funny. I'd love to hear it. That sounds good. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'd love to riff with you. That would be like a life thrill for me. Oh, I don't even know what you would, what we would do. How about, well, we're talking about the XFL. Mm-hmm. What about, I love your Joe Namath. I know you do it a lot, but and you're probably tired of it, but it would be like a true gift to me. A true present. Uh-huh. Please. Of Joe Namath. You do Joe Namath, uh, and I'll be I'll be Jesse the Body Ventura. Okay. And, and, and we'll talk XFL versus NFL. Okay. Can I start? Absolutely. Hey, Joe, this is Jesse the Body Ventura. The XFL is not the no fun league. It's the extra fun league. Do I, do I go now? Yes! Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't know if you were done. I'm done! Well, thank you, Jesse. Uh, this really is Smash Mouth football, uh, the likes you've never seen before. No panty waist or sissies allowed on the field for this uh, competition here in this XFL uh, game. Very exciting. <laughs> I love it. You're the best at that. It's so funny. Well, you're sweet to say that. <laughs> hey, can I ask one more from you, please? Of course. Please. What if you did Vince McMahon and, I don't know, uh, Richard Nixon talking about, um, talking about the, the albums of the monkeys? All right. I don't, I don't know if I can do a Nixon or a Vince McMahon. I don't Just know. Just give it a try, please. Okay. All right, so what do I do? Do do Vince McMahon first. Just like like saying what album you like best. Okay. Look here. <laughs> He's going, this is the... This is headquarters. Like that? 
I do. Yeah, I like it. Now, now do Nixon doing his the album he likes. Well, I'm more a fan of Pisces, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Jones, because unlike headquarters, they went back to studio musicians, and it's the difference between Randy Scouse Git and Star Collector. I could listen to that all night. It's okay. genius. Wow, that's that's I, well, that's yeah. sweet of you to say. Uh, I love Johnny. it. I love it. Yeah. You're really talented, I, I, uh, which is more than I can say for for someone who was at the Super Bowl. I mean, she's talented, but uh-huh. Lady Gaga. No, you don't think Lady Gaga's talented? I, I thought she was okay, you know, but I, I I liked it the first time when it was called Madonna, right? Uh-huh. Well, all right. I don't know about that. We could argue about that all night, I guess. What about, uh, you see the uh, preview for Stranger Things 2? Did I see the preview for Stranger Yes, I did. I kind of liked the first season, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it had a bunch of holes as far as I was concerned. Okay. Like all those things, you know, it's like they they start off promising and then they pretty much go downhill and, it, you know, the writing's pretty terrible by the end of it. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, they kind of run out of gas for you? I think so, yeah, yeah. What about those commercials? Um, yeah, I thought there were some fun commercials. I had a couple of them, you know. Most were complete snoozes, though. You know, I had a really hard time with a lot of them. They're so boring. I did like the one about the dad who fakes his own death. Uh-huh. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it was pretty much dreck. Sure. You know, I, I'm kind of noticing, Donnie, you, 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 uh, you're, you're putting a lot of stuff down. Like, you're, you're very down on stuff. But me, me, yes, yes. You've been you're moaning at Lady Gaga and the Stranger Things and the, these commercials and all this stuff, and it just like it cannot. Can I just ask? It, it kind of begs the question. It's like, do do you actually like create anything of your own? Do, do you know what that is like? Oh, of course I do. Uh, I'm a full on creator. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Like what? Like what kind of things do you create? <laughs> Well, look, it, it would take way too long to list them all, but uh, how about do, do, do this? Check out my Instagram. I've got a ton of cool pictures there of all the stuff that I'm doing. Okay, what, what's your Instagram name? It's at Donnie Makes Things. D-O-N-N-Y Donnie. Makes Things. Okay. I'm looking through here. A lot of pictures. Okay, uh-huh. looks like a lot of these things. You're kind of making a big deal about what you're gonna do or about to do. Hmm. Like here's one. You're kind of like it looks like you're you're writing a one man show. Another thing you're like you're it looks like you're getting ready to make sculptures for an mm-hmm. art show. Yeah. And then here's one you kind of are getting ready to do, like, gardening, like planting a garden. Oh, yeah. Oof. That was cool. Yeah, and then here's one where you're kind of, looks like you're putting on, like, warm-up clothes. It says for a triathlon. Yeah, oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then here you're holding, there's like an upright base. Killed my fingers. Uh-huh. Then, like, you're making your, is this, you're making your own beer here? Like yes, kinda, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then, uh... Donnie Brew. Don, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you're... Is this CrossFit? Is that what that is? Yes. Yeah, really hard. Uh-huh. Not everybody could do it. 
Sure. And then you kind of have a, there's one where you're holding like a ventriloquist dummy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie and Don E. Mm -hmm. Oh, his name is Don E? Yes. Yeah. But I'm noticing there's no pictures of like the events or the final thing here. Like the sculpture thing, it's just you, like holding the the tools, like a chisel or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't see the sculpture. Oh yeah, well, well, no, it's not. Yeah, well, it's like do you actually do or make any of the things you're kind of showing here? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Okay, all right. I can I can kind of. I can kind of guess where this seems to go, because... What do you mean? I can just kind of see the pattern here. Oh, really? I I, I would love to hear you guess this. Okay. You'll you'll never get it right. I think I can guess it. There's a lot of factors in play. Looks like you get very excited about a new thing. Right. Like, probably almost like even manic about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't stop talking about it. Yeah, and then you're documenting the beginning of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're bragging about the beginning of it. Well, I want people to know. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like it probably gets too hard because things are hard. Doing things is hard. Mm. And um, and maybe you don't have the vision or, or ideas or talent to kind of see these things through. So you're kind of <sighs> then you bounce to the next thing. You just kind of quit and then bounce to the next thing. Well, that's not at all insulting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Look, you know, I can't help it if I have so many ideas that I don't know what to do with them all. Okay, well, I but I'm just seeing. I don't well, look, know. yeah, it's it's not it's not in my Instagram thing, but you got to check out my TV and film ideas. Oh, okay, you have ideas for TV and film. Yeah, and actually, I'm trying to get them in front of uh, people like Patton Oswalt, uh, Julie Klausner, Paul Sims, and Sharon Horgan. You don't have any ins with them, or know that I doubt you do. But do, do you have, do you know of anyone I, that might I, have any ins? I, I, I look. I know all of those people, but I'm not gonna. You, you don't have to lie to me, Tom. I'm not lying to you, but I just it, it, you know, I, I kind of can't bo- uh, not bother them with things from somebody who I'm just meeting now. Look, I know you don't really know them, and I, and I I know you have pipe dreams of writing for television and movies, so I have to ask you not to steal these ideas, okay, to further your hopeless fantasies. All right, will you just yeah, promise me that? I'm, to further my hopeless fantasies. Yes, yeah. Sure, Donnie. I won't okay. further my hopeless fantasies. Okay, I've got, I've got, that's like a verbal contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Right, well, uh, I'll, 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 I'll shoot you a, a, a large child's handful, okay? Yeah. All right, here we go. Strap yourself in. Got your helmet on? Yeah, the, now these are ideas you have for what, TV and movies? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Number one, a guy with a dream of running his own furniture store has to be both the prosecutor and the defender in a murder case when his lawyer twin, twin brothers are flattened by a runaway cement mixer. Chilling, isn't it? Yes, very chilling. Okay. All right, here's another one. A suit of armor is struck by lightning, and it comes to life, terrorizing a nursing home. Okay. All right, here's another one. When an alien spaceship crashes into the Mall of America, the aliens decide to live amongst the shoppers, 
eventually getting jobs at Hot Topic before signaling their home planet to invade Earth and kill everybody. All right. Okay. All right, here's one. What does your fireplace do when you leave for work? A CGI animated children's movie about the secret life of fireplaces. What about that one? Um, All right. It's pretty good. All right, here's one. The ghost of of a porn star haunts the set that he was murdered on, yeah. but the porn studio has now been turned into the Oliver North Museum, and the porno ghost and Ollie North team up to catch the murderer. A lot of potential there. Yeah, of a the ghost of a porn star and Oliver North. Yes, yeah. Sure. All right, Tom. Yeah. What do cigarettes do when you leave for work? A CGI animated children's movie about the secret life of cigarettes and cigars and pipes. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, How about this one? A sushi chef is beamed to another galaxy and has to learn how to make sushi out of animals he's not familiar with. Okay. All right. How about this one? A helicopter repairman makes a gruesome discovery, finding out that Sully Sullenberger had doctored the engine of his plane so he could become famous. But as he tries to tell the world the truth, he realizes he's going up against Big Sully. You don't like it? (laughs) Well, I'm listening. I like it. All right, how about this one? A robot secretly enters the Olympics. I don't have anything beyond that for that one. Okay, all right. What do your wall outlets do when you leave for work? A CGI animated children's movie about the secret life of outlets and wall sockets and plugs and chargers. <laughs> Why do you read the certain ones in that voice? Like you think you're so, you think it's so thrilling. The premise. It is thrilling. That's a whole. That, that's a whole franchise. A movie that's like ET, about the extraterrestrial. All those movies. Yeah, about a movie about the secret life of wall outlets. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I know a ton of a-list actors who would love to get in on a sweatpants movie like that mm-hmm. yeah any other ones oh yes um oh are you ready yeah a caveman wakes up in present day and i'll be honest i don't have anything else for that one okay well that's okay all right how about this yeah. a used car salesman wants to make it to the big time by getting a job selling hyundais yeah. and he's met with all sorts of challenges and struggles on his quest to sell a different type of car Wait, and that would be a movie? Yeah, it's a little boring, maybe. Yeah, that one might be a little boring. It's a drama. Uh-huh. It's like Kramer versus Kramer, maybe. Sure, sure. You know? All right. Uh... Oh, this is a great one. A swordsmith casts a sword in a vat of blood, and now the sword has this like bloodlust for human blood. Uh-huh. And the sword is discovered by a janitor who then starts slashing people in the building he works at. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. You'll love this one. Robots versus androids, the final battle. The final battle. Final one, yeah. Between robots and androids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Donnie, How many of these do you want to yeah. get in front of those um, people? Donnie, if I, you I, knew I, them, which I don't think you I, do. I just got to tell you, all of these ideas are terrible. What? You know what? What? You're just acting like you hate them because you're so jealous of me. I'm not jealous. We can all feel it. Believe me, I'm not. Believe me, I'm not jealous. Yeah. Maybe I just need guidance, you know? Okay. 
Maybe I need, uh, you know, someone to bounce some stuff, some ideas off of. Let's you and I come up with an idea. Mm -hmm. Please. Uh, I want to learn. Please tell me what you want to come up with an idea about. All right. Well, check this out. I read in Viority today that they're rebooting the Twilight Zone series. Okay. So what if we kind of spitball an idea for an episode? For an I for an episode of the new Twilight Zone. The new Twilight Zone. Uh Yeah. All right. Let me think here. Oh, I I know you listen to Eddie Trunk a lot, and you're a huge fan, right? Eddie Trunk, the metal yes. the metal radio guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan. No. Oh, I guess no. I read something that on uh, like a yeah, no, fan not, form or not, a, not a big fan. No. Okay, all right. I listen, but not a big fan. Okay, what if the episode starts out like this? Okay, it, it, it begins pretty much how. Life in reality is Freddy Trunk. Mm-hmm. The hair metal that he's championed his whole life is pretty much a joke at this point, and he's—you he, know—it's a footnote to, mm-hmm. to about ninety-nine point nine percent of the population. Yeah, which is, I gotta say, is kind of satisfying for anyone who grew up when like metal was in charge of everything to see these metal guys now kind of reduced to being. Like, there's not much of a difference between the the metal community and, like, the Dixieland jazz community. <laughs> like, they're, I never thought they're of just that. Fringe, they're just fringe music sub, sub-genres with, its, with, its, with their fan base and nothing more. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, so I got to say, it's kind of sad because they were the bullies of, of the world, and now they're reduced to being completely powerless. Yeah, that's true. All right, okay, and what if, also like in real life, Eddie's ego has taken over and he sees himself as some kind of hair metal gatekeeper and he revels in this power that he wields in the metal community? Mm-hmm. Uh, what could a twist be, though? Let's think. A twist for this? Yeah. Well, like, what if... um. What if, like, uh, like he gets visited by, like, the ghost of, of like, Lemmy? Oh, right? I like that, yeah. And then he tells Eddie that he can, he can continue on as the final authority in, as all, of all things, metal and hair metal. Right. But the twist is just as he can never utter the phrases, like... So and so texted me. So and so is a very good friend. So and so said to me, "I was with so and so last week in Las Vegas." In Vegas, of course. Oh my God, I love it. That's really good. Um, let me think here. Oh, what if at the end of the episode, Eddie? Slips up and he tells Sebastian Bach that his good friend Slash just texted him last week when he was with John Five at the Hard Rock in Vegas, and Zach Wilde told him to come over to Stephen Adler's for brews, and then the entire episode, his entire world just stops all of a sudden because he can't do it. Yes, and he, then he he broke the oath. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he's. Back in a New Jersey uh, shopping mall record store. Oh my god! Stocking rat albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I love it. Uh huh. I think that, that that was fun, wasn't it? And we got we got a great idea down. Mm-hmm. I I guess my problem might be that that I I need a partner. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I don't know. You know, partner, I, I'd love for you to take a look at my YouTube videos. I th- I, th- I think you'll be impressed, and you'll see that I ha- I have the goods in spades. Uh huh. Yeah, I've got total spades goods. Total spades goods. Yeah. All right. Where 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 are these videos? Well, my YouTube channel is Donnie Makes Art. Okay. You just want to punch that up? Yeah. Let me see here. Hold on. Yeah. These. This is not very good here. What? It's like so jealous. So jealous. No, it's like you're, you're just like, it's like you're just doing like that sped up motion thing, like showing, it's like sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, again, there it goes, sunrise. That's a whole day's worth of work. Well, there goes another day, yeah. But that's just, you've just turned a camera on. That's not anything special. Are there any other ones? Well, you could say that 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 Sir George Martian, George George Martian. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice concept. I'm gonna write that down. Sir yeah. George Martian. Yeah, there you go. There you alien go. producer of the Beatles. Yeah. What I if like the Beatles this. were produced by an alien? I like that. Uh-huh. What videos here are? I'm not done writing it. Alien George Martian. This is like the best idea of the night. There no you offense. Go. Well, you're 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 uh, off. I'll give you some back end on it. What's a good What's a good video for me to check out here? Oh, uh, check out me doing my magic. All right. Yeah, this is like you're doing like like you're like quitting during the tricks. Like you start a trick and then you abandon it partway through, and now you're doing like close magic and. Right. Now you're quitting that. And, yeah, you just, okay, so you just quit these things. Well, look, maybe magic isn't my thing after all, you know, but uh, I'll tell you, I'm getting a a lot of uh, traction elsewhere. Where? Well, not to toot my own horn, but it's looking like I'm going to be the next big thing on LinkedIn. (laughs) You're going to be the next big thing on LinkedIn. I am, Uh yeah. Send me your LinkedIn info and I'll shoot you a link. Uh huh. I could not even tell you what my LinkedIn info is. I signed up one day and then never went back to it again. It's been so long since I even thought about LinkedIn. Well, you're missing out big time. Mm-hmm. He, you know who is on LinkedIn? Who? President Trump. Uh huh. He's he on is, LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh huh. He is. Yeah. Hey, speaking of. Yeah. What do you think? Is on the president's playlist. You know how they always do that thing every year. How they tell you what like is on his playlist or, or in the old days his iPod. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't seem like he knows about music at all, I, or that he's heard it. It doesn't seem like he enjoys music. I would agree no. with that. I mean, what do you think would be on his his uh, iPod? I think. I think it would be, I think one of the things would just be like this loop, like a 20-minute loop of of just him breathing. 
You know, it looks like he's got that labored breathing when he's trying to stand like a normal human, but he doesn't really know how to do it. Uh-huh. And that kind of gets him in, in, into his his space. So he'd hear, he'd listen to his own breathing. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. he does that. Um yeah, I don't know about that. I, I I would probably picture he would have. Um, did you ever hear that one? Uh, like like that that album uh, of just it's called "Having Fun with Danzig on Stage." Oh yes, I like that. Yes, and it's just his on stage dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I bet he'd listen to that a fair I think amount. So. Yeah, yeah. I think he also had that song. Oh, it was a bird song. I think it was it was like the, the final straw for the other guys and the birds with David Crosby. Is it called Triad? It's called Triad. Yes. You think he'd have Triad playing? I do. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that would that would get really get him going down below. I could I could picture that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I also think that he might have the like the uh, speaking of things on a loop. Like he would have just audio of when Kelsey Grammer fell off that stage. Yes. Like he would just Reveling have, in the pain of, 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 of the Hollywood elite, right? Oh, good Lord. Like that over <laughs> and over. He'd have that just playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he, he probably, I don't know if we'll ever see what's on his iPod. I don't know, you know, but yeah. I, I, I will say this. You know, he's been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of negative feedback these last couple of weeks. And, uh, mm. I know it's not a popular stance, but he's our president and we do need to stand by him. I mean, sure, uh, some people say that he's, you know, a, a charlatan, he's a colossal liar, he's a womanizer, he's, he's afraid of women, he's probably mentally ill, probably criminally ill, he has the attention span of a small dog, and he's like a, a poor man's mic score, but we need to hear him out, We and he just, he he might do a good job if we just give him a chance, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I guess, I guess we just have to give him a chance. He's having a hard time so far, and it's and it's like it's written all over his face at, at this point, you know. And mm. you know those presidents, they they age really harshly. Yeah, he does, you... he does seem like the after of exactly, yeah, different pres like a right? like the first president to serve sixteen years. Yes, he currently He's already looks done like, it. Yeah, he looks like the guy who's just finished his sixteenth year. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. If he gets, say he got, he went the full eight years, he gets, he gets reelected. Yeah. What do you think he would look like if he looks like this now? Yeah, that would not be, that would not be good. No. I, I do you just, think he'd have hair, had that hair left anymore? No, like any of it? So. I don't think he would. It, it would be like, like, be like it's already almost hair. white at this point. It's only been two weeks. I think his hair, I think he'll still have it because it's not real. Mm-hmm. But I think it will be clear by that point if it's I, white already. I think he would probably it would be like literally like cotton candy. What do you think Steve Bannon will look like? Kind of like if you imagine if there was a muse of wax museum, right? That left the heat on accidentally, <laughs> uh-huh. and then they had like a late period Russell Crowe wax figure. That's that uh-huh. right next to the heater and started melting. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's, I think, like if they had a Russell Crowe from the Nice Guys, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and that one started to melt, right? I think that's what it would. Lo- that's what he would look like. Oh, but what about like th- that weird gray stubble he's got? 
Yeah, the, the where he won't make a choice on what is yeah, exactly. Parents. Yeah, what do you think? How how would that how would that get there? I, I think that would look like if stuff was like if somebody had like if there like somebody had turned on a leaf blower in uh-huh. the in the museum and blew like dirt and dust up that now sticks to the melting wax figure. Right. Oh my god, I, I can totally see it. Yeah, like I that's totally that's kind of what he would look like. Right. But the thing about Trump yeah. already is that you can tell that he's doing that body camouflage thing that older guys do. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. I th- I think I think he's going to be a candidate for that new FX show, America's Most Wrapped. I really do. I've seen that show. That show yeah. is insane. It's. I mean, it's if if nobody's seen if people haven't seen it yet, it's a it's like a game show, like a cutthroat kind of competition show where uh where like famous people of a certain age uh see who can sport more layers than the, than anyone else and like people who've been on the show it's like uh I'm trying to think who I've seen um, I saw Tom Petty on there oh yes yeah um, um Johnny Depp George Clinton mhm I think also, uh, I think all of the Heartbreakers were on there. I think also. so. Mike Campbell's definitely on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Don was. Uh, yes. I think Rick Rubin did a thing on there also. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's the, the, the episode I saw, which right. I thought was the, the contestants had to try to figure out who was wearing a secret second vest. Yes. In a hundred degrees. Yes. Under their wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, Lisa Ullman has brought us some some great programming over the years, but I think this is this is her best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you hit it when you hit it. Yep. It uh. So she hit it. It's a great. She show. did. Oh, hey, speaking of Trump. Yeah. Do you have any idea what kind of oil Trump's sons coat themselves with? Because I, I would love to try it. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe like some Neutrogena or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, but I tell you. I think if Kristen Bale had access to that kind of face and forehead oil, yeah. he'd have won an Oscar for American Psycho. For American, yeah. He might have. He yeah. he was maybe missing that gloss. Might have been, yeah. Uh-huh. D- didn't look slick enough. Yeah, no. Didn't look like literally when he was doing that scene with the business cards. Right. As if he would just constantly have to like pull a new card out because it was soaked through with uh With forehead oil. oil. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, speaking of movies, mm-hmm. you might know this. What's the name of that film that J.K. Simmons isn't in? The film he's in? Which no, one? He, that he's not in. Oh, the film he's not in? Yes. He is in a fair amount of movies. Yeah. Yeah, these guys, when I guess when they get a chance, they they say yes. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what movie is that? Uh what, who what? who was in They Say Yes? It was um In They Say Yes? Yes, it was Jackie O'Haley. Yes. Oh, who else was in it? Who was the love interest? Do you remember? It was Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Maria Conchita Alonso. It was, it was. And I I I tell you, it's an interesting story. It's it's about this couple in their early twenties mm-hmm. and they they have their heart set on getting married at a Yes concert on the drama tour. Uh-huh. 
but they found out that, you know, they, they bought their tickets six months ago, oh, and they happened. find out that John Anderson and Wakeman are not in the band anymore. But Jeff Downs and Trevor Horn are. Yes, yes. So they they bite the bullet and they go anyway, and they get caught in that big traffic jam, and then they also, their car gets run over by that giant bulldozer, too. It's almost like... um the bulldozer's possessed, so it's kind of like a part two of Killdozer. Great. Very interesting film. Yeah. Who directed I, it? Do, do you remember? Who directed They Say Yes? Yes. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Was it one of the Strauss boys? Thinking. Oh, I almost had it. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, it was Taylor Hackford. Oh, wow. Okay. It was the movie he did before the Chuck Berry movie. Yeah, he he had the touch. He did. He loved putting music into his movies, whether it was Chuck Berry or Yes. Although that that movie didn't do that well. Mm. They say Yes. I yeah. think it grossed. Let me look it up. Hang on. I go to IMDb. Oh yeah, it made a thousand dollars. One thousand. One thousand dollars. Yeah. Played in half a theater. So they played another movie in the other half. They did, yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh, it's movie business is tough. Donnie. It is. Tough You'll business. never know, but I, I, I think I will after oh, these log sure. lines all get accepted. Sure. Okay. Well. Yeah. More power yeah. to you, bro. That's. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I, I'd love for you to check out my music. Uh-huh. Yeah, just go to MySpace and and yeah, um, not, go to MySpace. Yeah, on my MySpace. Yeah. Really. No, it's, it's on... MySpace. It's MySpace Pro. Okay. Uh huh. Show me and Tom some respect, you uh-huh. bastard. Tom from, yeah. Okay, well, look, Donnie. Uh, uh, more power to you and Tom, but I got to kind of wrap it up because I got Greg Cartwright here. It's going to be in the studio. And uh, we, I want to get Who? to that. Greg from Raining Sound, Greg Cartwright. What? You don't know? I'm trying. It's raining men. That song? It's not. It's rain. No, that's the. You have the no, weather girls coming no, in. The weather girls are not here. Oh. No, no. That's no. Why? Well, let me. I. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me give you a taste of some of my songs. Okay, just a couple of my best oh, riffs and lyrics. Please okay. come on. Sure. Oh, Maybe yes. get them placed somewhere. Go ahead. Go. Let's Please. Real quick. Real quick. Well, don't put pressure on me. Hang on. I dropped my pick. Mm-hmm. Dig it out, e-, e old pocket there. There we go. How could you treat me that way when I told you how much I needed you? Wait, what is that voice? What is that? That's my singing voice. It's the worst voice I've ever heard. What? That's terrible. No, it's not. It's you great. Can't, you can't sing. You, you have you have no ability. I'm laughing so hard because it's so ridiculous. You have no singing ability, Donnie. Hang <laughs> on, Donnie. That's terrible. Oh, hang on. Drop my pick. Yeah, careful. Those. That's the tricky part. That's why Shut guys, up. Okay. That's why those guys have those strips that hold multiple picks. Well, on I them. can't afford a strip. Yeah. Well. Okay. okay. Uh huh. Who am I, Dave, Dave Ellison from uh, Megadeth? I don't think so. All right, well, I'll try. I'll try these next ones with less pizzazz. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
You told me my wiener was big, but when we broke up, you said it was small. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. How about this one? Yeah. Before we get married, I've got one thing to tell you. I'm in a grindcore band, and we're into some sick stuff. Okay, that's... Okay, what else? Um... You caught me sleeping on the... Wait, here we go. You got me sleeping on the couch since I put one in your pouch nine months ago. That's... Oh. You don't like that one? No. All right, how about this one? It's kind of a country. When I was a kid, I loved parades, but now that they impact my driving, I want to blow them up. Okay, that's... Go ahead. Is that it? That's got to be <laughs> One more. You want to hear it? It's great. Oh, okay. The best one's probably Let's yet. Hear it. Let's hear it. Ready? Johnny. Yeah. Power pop. I gave you the keys to my heart. And all I ask from you is the keys to your dead uncle's safety deposit box. Awful. What? Awful yeah. good. No, awful, awful. Oh, I'm going to put the mother axe away right now. The what? The mother axe. That's my guitar. Okay. Old Pepe. Sure. Old Pepe. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of music. Yeah, Donnie. What? I. Uh, oh, my God. The sarcasm just dripping off that sentence was too you're, much. You're going. I oh. don't like it. Well, I don't like the things you're. Okay, go ahead. Speaking of music, what? I got my kids tickets. For the big Newbridge High School pop concert. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. We didn't weep. Uh-huh. That's not an easy ticket to get. Sure isn't. Yeah. Those tickets fly out immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and as you know, this thing has been an institution since like 1967. Yeah. So, so many famous people have come to see those kids perform. Yeah. God, I'm trying to remember it all. Uh, Elton John, you know, Anne Margaret, Clara Peller, Brad Whitford, uh, Ringo Starr, Colonel Sanders, Bradley Whitford, uh, Susan St. James, Mike Mills, Charles Manson, Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Oh, Mike Mills. Oh, my God. I hurt my finger. Yeah. Mm, I strummed too hard, Tom. Guitar's really not easy. did. How do they do it? Oh, how do guys like Brad Whitford... When they're rifting like that. <laughs> I don't know, Donnie. They, so sick. It's so sick. They deserve those millions. They really do. Uh, who else has been there? John Paul Jones, Claudine Langer, John Lydon, Pope John Paul I, David Berkowitz, Carol Channing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Oh, I'm crying as much as that woman in open water. I saw it today. Did you see that movie? It's so scary. Open water? Yes. They fall off the boat, I think. Is that what it is? They don't fall off the boat, you idiot. They get left behind. Okay. They get Show left. those dead people who got eaten by sharks some respect, you sick bastard. Mm-hmm. Well, no uh, who, who else has been to see these, these fine kids? Uh, the aforementioned Richard Ramirez, Lee Iacocca. Coco Hames, uh, Presidents Johnson, Carter and Obama, Spuds McKenzie, to name just a couple. Yeah, well, you named a whole bunch there. Okay, That's well, I guess I'm in the S house now. Well, the dog no. house. Hey, you're fine, you're fine. Oh, great, okay. Yeah, no, don't worry. You know, I, I'm really interested to see what <laughs> yeah? new music teacher comes up with. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Can't I mean, stop thinking about those people that died in that 
Open water film. It's a film. gruesome movie. It's a gruesome what, movie. What? I, I will just say, look, this concert, um, the, it's the first time that, like, Ken La, uh, is it Lattimore? Ken Lattimore's not doing the show for the first time in, like, 25 years. Yeah, very sad. Really, yeah, real tragic. What a way to die, you mm-hmm. know? To fall out of a roller coaster and then get run over by the world's largest golf cart and then have your corpse dragged into the woods by those rabid elves that nobody's really sure if they exist or not. What a way yeah. to go. Couldn't, it couldn't have, uh, real tragic. Yep, yepers. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I don't know that much about the new musical director other than that he's from Western Maine and he was in this band called Denim Clad Dad that made an EP for Jordash Records. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere, but uh, it's probably good. I'd love to play him some of those songs, but you know, I'm 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 banned from all public schools. Really? Like a lot. Uh huh. Yeah, not for anything creepy, you know, just for being musically annoying. Is that what they call it? Well, that, that's what was written on the citation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and the restraining order. Mm-hmm. I'm banned from a bunch of places in town, Tom. It's not fair at all. Okay. Yeah. Like, like what places? Ooh, off the top of my head, uh, Schenectady Tattoo, uh, Flesh Mob Orgy Palace, Pantera Bread, Mike Johnson's Indian Cuisine. Mike Johnson. It's so bland. Have you eaten that that stuff? It's so bland. I'm laughing just thinking about it. A because guy named Mike it's, <laughs> it's like It's like it's clear was a flavor. Yeah, a guy named Mike Johnson's Indian yeah. Cuisine. Not the mm-hmm. guy from Dinosaur Jr., it is him. It is. It is him. Yeah. He. Wow. It, it, what a weird era that was. Where, where it's. Uh, hey, Dinosaur Jr. is coming to my town. I open up the, the the weekly, and it's a photo of two guys. Very strange. I don't like it. One's wearing yeah. a baseball cap. Uh, it was a weird era. Those were some tough times, man. Yeah. That's tough times. Say. The tough days of indie rock. That's what they say. That would be a great Taylor Hackford flick. <laughs> the tough days of indie rock. Oh, yeah. Where else am I banned from? Uh, 13 Hour Photo, Bishop Fontana's Erotic Car Wash, Exorcist Pancakes, uh, Don Dawkins, Don Dawkins Doctor Academy, uh, where else? Ye Old Colonial Computer Repair, uh, Morbid Pizza, of course, uh, Cajun Auto Body Repair, Lena's Denim, uh-huh. uh, Dodd Winslow Coffin Rentals, Yogi's Yoga and Yogurt Yurt. <laughs> Have you ever been there? It's pretty good. No. The yeah. Yogi's Yoga and Yogurt Yurt? No, I have not. Yeah. Uh, Vlad the Impaler Impala? Mm-hmm. Eye candy chocolate glasses? Yeah. Anywhere else? A couple more. <laughs> yeah. I can't can you, stop thinking about those sharks, Can um, you say them? Can you say them, Donnie? I'm really choked up, but I'll try. Uh, East Newbridge Baby Prison? Yeah. And fog hats. Fog hats. That's okay. where I get my hats. Yeah. Oh Mike my Mike Fog hats. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on, mm-hmm. Donnie. What? I'm on my. I never turned your YouTube channel off. And these mm-hmm. videos have just been playing and playing. And now I'm kind of not sure what I'm looking at. Yeah, this is real. Wow. What is this? Oh, is it the terrified teenagers being held captive in a basement? Well, this is creepy, man. Uh, this is 
this movie has a real creepy look to it. It's like Blair Witch meets The Ring. I, I'm, I really misjudged you about you not having a creative bone in your body. Oh, that's not a movie. It's real. Wait, this is real? Yeah, yeah. I, I, how is, okay, oh, all right. All right, well, I was at Dr. Pizza about six weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. And these three dirtbags were in this booth, and they started making fun of my moody blue sweatshirt. Yeah. And these guys were reading that porn magazine, Spurts Illustrated. Have you seen that thing? I don't want to talk about that. Well, it's the soft X-rated version of that magazine that was so controversial back in the mid-2000s. That magazine that they had to barge the printing press it was made on. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yes. Oh, my God. Anyway, SI is wholly inappropriate to be read in a public place, right? Mm-hmm. I think we could all agree on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So in order to teach these creeps a lesson about basic decency... I asked them to help me change my tire in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And when they were working on it, I hit them all over the head with a tire iron, and then I shoved them into my trunk. Mm-hmm. And then I took them to this abandoned house that I party in. Yeah. And then I tied them up, and I let them think about what they did. Uh-huh. Well, they look truly terrified. Oh, that's because I threatened to snuff them. Donnie, this is like the, that's like the worst thing I've ever heard. Tom, I, I was just scaring them. I probably wasn't going to snuff them. And, and, and I did let them go after a couple weeks. Wait, a couple weeks? Yeah. Weeks? Yes. Oh, my God. What is going on with the show now? It's like, I you are a creep. I had a guy call up last week who was rivaled you now in creepiness. Some guy, what was his name? De- Denny. Yeah, it's my brother. Wait, that was your brother? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that munch. Oh, because that was the... What a... I've, it's three callers in a row have been terrible. You, Denny, and... There was, a, you know, some other... What was the other guy? Oh, man, he was awful also. Oh, Danny? Danny, yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me started on him either. Uh, wait. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, you, you, is that that? Wait, what is that? What is that? What is it? Da- Danny is your brother, also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what is it? What is that in the background? Oh, uh, the it's end of the night chanting here at the monastery. What's that at the monastery? Yeah, yeah. You're you're at a monastery now. Yeah. I'm the head monk at Blackbridge Falls Monk Academy. Okay. Why? That's because you don't seem to have any kind of moral center. Oh, sure I do. I'm the best monk here. You're the best monk, so you're kind of... I, I, I sure am. I'm, I'm, I'm the holiest. I have the best disposition. Hey, who told you dumb monks to take my Vagnut? Well, who are you yelling at? I know it was you. No. Don't hide it under your damn robe. I tell you, man. Look, I got to go beat ass on these monka dummies. Okay. All right. Nice chatting with you. Oh, it was great to chat with you, too. Yeah. I know I just talked for like five minutes or so. I'm sorry I took up so much time. Well, no. Bye-bye. Oh, God. Well, there he... Five minutes. No, that was not five minutes. Greg Hart right up next.
I'm going to play something here while I uh, we set up. We will be right back. Here's something from from Destroya.
Should I do another one? Do yeah. Thank you. 
Wash your face and go to bed In a room that's gold and red And filled with heirlooms Undo your hair and your hooks Put your nose back in your book Slide into your costume Do you want to do you want to do one more, or do you want to take a break and chat? Um, if, uh, if Tom wants me to do another, one, I do another one, or we can talk. Um, I'm fair game. <laughs> I'm here at the. I serve Let, at the pleasure of the people and Tom. Let's do one more, right. and if Tom's still not back, well, I'm going to bring Mike in All right. to chat with you. Okay.
show mike do you want to come in here ah look at that I can run oh there's tom okay i thought i was going to take things over but uh okay Sorry, no, you got your shot i uh i'll uh was laughing maniacally you. talking about his uh, plans for the show I- no, I never said that. I never said That's, any of that. That's all. Uh, you tried. Thank you, Jason Dudio, the dude who built the studio. Greg Cartwright, you're so amazing. Tom, you're amazing. I know. Uh, I feel lucky to be here with you. I'm. Uh, I'm merely a mirror reflecting your amazingness <laughs> back at yourself. That's how it goes. Do you want to have a seat? I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna set this guitar down yeah, yeah. and go over to the other mic real quick. Please, take your time. Take your time. Gotcha. Yep. All right. How oh, can you do it? Look, it's like an obstacle. It's like an episode of Double Dare. <laughs> obstacle course. You're getting there. Now, Greg Cardwright. Yes. And you. you What's that? Oh, you want to you want to do this for do this for two minutes? I need to gather my. I want to say this. I yes. apologize to the people listening. I'm trying to sort a couple things out right now. Uh, Tom will be right back. Dudio's going to continue the thing for a couple seconds. Tom's figuring out a couple things that have to do with big things that matter in his life. There's and some heavy lifting going on. There's some on. heavy yeah. lifting that we can't talk about on the air, but I'm sorting it out. Studio's gonna do this for just a couple minutes, and then I'll be right back. All right. Look at that. I feel like I've been given a show. This is nice. I yeah. mean, do we run this, with it or? This is your show now, basically. I think that's what's happening. Uh, Mike, do you want to come in here too? Mike. 
We're getting things set up. Greg Cartwright, ladies and gentlemen. Can I play a record? Uh, yeah, we can play a record. It's our show. It's our show. I think we can do whatever we want. All right, let's do it. So, so uh, Greg is getting a record out. I think Mike decided not to come in. It's happening. So you can go to patreon.com and uh, the best show and donate to the best show. Greg is uh, queuing this up. The phone lines are 201-332-3484 or Deadhug. Okay. to the audience. I apologize to you, Greg. No apology Sometimes necessary. When you're when you're when you're when you're, uh, when you're just in the real world, you know what it's like. Sometimes there's some stuff that you just gotta sort out, and it's not gonna wait, Tom. No, it doesn't. You got to go to it. You have to go to it. It don't come to you. And uh, yeah, is it uh, is it is it going my way? No, it's not. Yeah, I just uh, threw my phone across the. Uh, Studio. You should have seen uh, AP Mike's face. He looked scared, like like uh, when uh, Daddy was uh, right. Daddy going came, on a rager. Yeah, comes home a little. Yeah, a little late. A little hot. Yeah, yeah. Daddy's coming in a little hot. Coming tonight. in hot. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy's coming in hot. Look out! Look out, kids! Daddy's coming in hot. Like the five minute. Like you get the alert. Yeah. Daddy's running hot tonight, kids. Yeah. Beware. Put your uh, army helmets on. Watch out for flying phones. Because <laughs> here comes daddy. You know what I've been thinking lately? Like, uh, people like you and mm-hmm. me, like, uh, you know, we're creative people. That's how we, you know, try to earn our living. Yeah. Being creative, being mm-hmm. trying to reflect what's going on yeah. in the world. Uh, and so then especially when you have kind of life events come that just drive you crazy, like in the middle of all this stuff that's going on right now, it's just so mm-hmm. hard to know. Right? How do how how do I do my job? How do how do I be a creative person? You know what you? It's that thing where because you need to do it without it turning into a thing about everything but the thing you want to do that puts you there and makes lets you do the thing that that you can do that maybe not everybody else can do. Right. It's very hard. It's a hard. It's hard to do it in the real world. Not in we're not in a bubble. We're not in a vacuum. We no. have to do it in the face of real stuff. Like what's a hard thing when you've gone and done a show, Greg, where you've just been like walking on stage and you're just like, Oh, this other thing is happening and I can't think about this right now, but you just do it, right? Well, exactly. You've had those nights. Yeah, I have. And you just gotta try to get your head inside of the place where you can connect with the people mm-hmm. and you push the other stuff out for a little bit. Yeah. But it's, but that is not an easy task, it's man. It's hard. And sometimes you feel like you're just, you, you, you're not, you're not phoning it in. No. Cause you're concentrating on it. You're actively trying to push this other crap out of your way mm-hmm. so you can get to the thing. Yeah. The connection yeah. that you want. Right. And it is not easy. It is not easy. But right. you know what is is also not easy is uh being super talented, but you make it look easy. No, nah, no. Nah. 
You're so good. No. Oh. Hey, you see me up on stage, I'm all squinting and everything. I make it look, I make it look more difficult. <laughs> so you're, so you're raising the level of difficulty by just, you need to like, if I look like, if I look I'm, like I'm physically in pain. Yeah. Then they'll be like, I can't do that. Yeah. Look at what that. I look how he's channeling that yeah. stuff. It's t- torture. Look at the pain he's in. I can't go to that, to those depths. Yeah. No. With this. Entertainment's not worth it. Yeah. No. no. I'll stay here in the audience. And then meanwhile Where you're just safe. meanwhile you're like I think I'm I think I'm squinting enough <laughs> yeah, tonight. I think this I got him. Yeah, I got him. Kind of, they're not going to try this. <laughs> like, don't try this yeah, at home. Don't try it at home. <laughs> but you, uh, raining sound has been a, a, an active concern for. Is this is this like 15 years now for yeah, raining sound? That sounds about right. Right. Yeah, it's think, really yeah. That sounds about right. Actually, yeah. That was. Uh, the band first got together in Memphis and, um, and then when I moved, there were some lineup changes and then, uh, you know, probably about, I've been playing with the, the current lineup with Dave and all the guys uh, from Brooklyn, from, um, the Javons for probably six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and we've been having a great time. Still doing stuff. I'm working on some other projects now as well, but mm-hmm. um, I can't imagine that Raining Sound is going to go anywhere anytime soon because, uh, man, traveling with those guys is like it, it's like going out on the road with the Beatles, like hard days, night. Like I mean, uh-huh. it's just like constant uh, gags and ribbing each other and like mm-hmm. and it's and i'm me and dave are like the two old guys who just sit and watch it all so it's everybody doing we're that. the guys at the movie mm-hmm. you're the guys <laughs> at the movie while while the javons are the beatles they're yeah, the exactly. other beatles yes they're putting on the show for you yes because you yeah you've the the lineup of raining sound has kind of changed over the years mm-hmm. and but you did last year at at Goner Fest. You actually had a thing where you played with the original the the original lineup. We did because they are all all those guys still live in Memphis. Um, and Greg Robertson actually injured his arm really bad mm-hmm. at one point, and so he can't. Drumming is is difficult for him. Okay, to do now because he severed some tendons in in one of the okay. arms. But you know what's strange is uh. Or not strange, but it's interesting. He got into curling, the sport. Sure, where you where you kind of shove the disc, and then somebody else sweep. Is he a sweeper or a? He's a sweeper. He's huge. I read a whole article online about him since he's gotten into this sport, which is post raining sound. He found his calling. So he is a late in life curler. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It does actually seem like a sport that you could. Yeah, maybe later on down the road. Yeah. Like I'm he, not going to devote any time to curling right now, yeah. later. You're just like, I think it's about time I get that broom <laughs> and fulfill my dreams of being a professional curler. Honey, we're moving to Michigan. How much money is there in curling? <laughs> that would be... I. There can't be that much money in curling, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, Canada maybe. Where's it big? Where's where's that big? It seems at? like it's. It seems like everybody thinks it's big somewhere else. Like in <laughs> Canada, they're probably like, well, no, yeah. it's big on the other side of Canada. I think they like it over there. And then you realize it's like, eh, it's not that popular because it's <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, the Olympics. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but curling. Uh, so he's gotten into curling now. He's gotten into curling. Sweeping that thing and it, the tendons work for that. Yeah. 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 
But that lineup was, was, it was amazing to see that version of Raining Sound back again because it was so kind of stripped down because it, the lineup has kind of grown. And then when you add Dave Amels in with filling out that key, that keyboard sound. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find it's that? different. Yeah. yeah. Did you write to the lineups or did the lineups, you know, you know what well, I mean? Well, what, what happens is I, I write the songs. Um, you know, I just, I, I always write by myself. Mm-hmm. So I write all the material, but then the arranging really comes down to the lineup. Yeah. That's, that's where it really gets the song kind of becomes catered to the players. Sure. And then they're going to dictate what that's going to be because mm-hmm. they, they have their own dynamic of how they work together and, you know, what, what kind of players they are, what, what they move closer towards as far as a feel and everything. Mm-hmm. So then we, you know, we definitely, tweak the arrangement until it sounds like something that feels natural for the band to play yeah but but at a point when you when it's that lineup are you just kind of like oh this feels like one that would be like good for for these guys yeah or one that isn't ready to maybe you don't have a home for yet yeah like conversely if if one doesn't feel like that definitely happens as well sometimes i write thing uh, something and i have no nowhere to put it because Mm -hmm. it feels alien in whichever (laughs) slot i try to Mm -hmm. put it into uh, which was great thing about the parting gifts when that came along because that was an outlet for something, you know, completely different than the, than the other two bands. Yeah. So. And, and that was the, uh, the group where it was Coco, Jem, mm-hmm. yep. and Pony. And Pony. So it was pretty much you <laughs> subsumed the Ets in a, like, it's like the first super group that was just like everyone from this one group and one is guy. in this thing. Cause usually people are like, we're going to go do super group because I want to just get away from these other people. We brought the, them all with yes, us. Their yeah. entire band <laughs> formed form the – it was like you joined the Ets, basically. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. But then we brought in lots of other people. Yeah, like Gentleman Jesse was well, General, coming Jesse, in a little bit. Jesse came in when we started – we were thinking about doing another Parting Gifts record, and we had some preliminary get-togethers and practices and rehearsals and just swapping songs and everybody talking about kind of what we wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. I thought it'd be really fun to bring in an extra person. And Jesse had always been, um, talking about maybe doing something somewhere down the road and that he was writing songs, but they didn't sound like Gentleman Jesse songs. So we invited him to come and it really seemed to round everything out. And, um, we started working on some demos and stuff, but then we, we bailed on the idea of doing another parting gifts record, but some really good things came out of it because Coco's new album, came out mm-hmm. and there were some some of the tracks that we had worked on for that project wound up going into her solo record which is awesome yeah and then uh jesse and i wound up with a handful of songs that i think we're now gonna parlay into another project okay yeah i haven't heard anything from jesse in a little bit right it's been a while since he's been he, busy he's uh with he, his re- he, restaurant yeah he and his partner have a restaurant and he's he's doing that all the time but he and his wife have come down to Asheville and had some visits and we've been working on some songs and i think we're, we're gonna try to our goal is to set up a gig this summer and rehearse the song so well that we play the gig well uh-huh. and then if that goes if that goes great then we're gonna make a record Sure. Yeah. That sounds great. Sounds like... Basic plan. I know someone at Gonerfest, and I can get you a slot. <laughs> I'm not going to make any promises. <laughs> you wield a lot of power. You are going to be playing at 
one in the afternoon <laughs> on the Saturday at the what's it Murphy's? Oh yeah, Murphy's. Yeah, Murphy's because they do this. This Goner, first of all, Goner Fest is this thing that happens in in Memphis for Goner Records puts it together, which is one of the uh, uh, the the label that that kind of grew out of the the scene you were a part of when it was like because you had the store yeah it was my it was my record store when it was legba records yeah and then when i moved to north carolina i sold the or i sold all the back stock Mm -hmm. and everything that i had in the store and they took over the lease because i didn't own the building sure so that was eric and and eric and zach yeah and those guys have been they have really um you know all the momentum all, all the uh, you know, all the props and everything go to them because mm-hmm. when I was doing the record store, it was just a record store. Mm-hmm. And the, what they have now with the festival and the record label and the distribution that they have for so many smaller labels, you know how it was in the, in the eighties and the nineties, you know, putting out a little record or something, trying to get somebody to distribute it and get it, you know, maybe like force exposure. You had like a few little mm-hmm. outlets yeah. and places to go, but I think Goner has really, you know, brought a lot of people together. Yeah. That, that wouldn't have normally found each other. It's really a, a, like the the hub of a whole world now kind of comes out of um Goner Records. It's very true. And um but Goner Fest happens in September and it's um it's so much fun cuz all these bands come from all over the place and then there's a show on a on Saturday afternoon where at this place Murphy's they have an indoor outdoor th- stage and then people just run from one to the other, where it's just like if one band's done playing, I'm gonna run inside yeah. and see the other band, yeah. and it's people are running back and forth. Right. And Tom didn't mention it's yeah, he said it's, a, it's September, but it's Memphis, so it's still yeah. 120 so, degrees. Yes, it's still so hot, and you're drenched in sweat, and you're three days in on this thing, and you're just like, let it end. Yeah, just like, do I like music anymore? <laughs> There's that point where you're just like, I don't think I like music anymore. <laughs> like, I think I heard enough to last yeah. me five years. Wonder now. what's going on in the world of curling. Yeah, wonder <laughs> what. Well, that would be the greatest thing if you got the rock and curling thing going the way rock and wrestling in the eighties. Oh, like, that'd be huge. Yeah. It'd just be like Greg Cartwright, Rowdy Greg Cartwright, <laughs> sack. Yeah, playing the rock and curling festival jam. That would be just like. The pairing that no one asked for. <laughs> Curling fans are just like, this is way too loud. And rock fans are like, why does that guy have a broom out there? And I'm trying to just, I'm trying to watch the band and now I'm watching them from across this guy sweeping in front of a giant, looks like a, looks like some sort of a like, UFO. Yeah, like a UFO or like one of those like, like, uh, mines that would be like those underwater <laughs> mines is what that thing looks like. <laughs> now, hey, Mike, you're a fan of, uh, Greg, right? Yeah. And Mike likes, these are the bands Mike likes. Bruce Springsteen. Grateful Dead. Do you like the Grateful Dead at all? You can say, I was I, just, like I, I was just, I just had a conversation about this I, with somebody recently and no, I think yeah. when I was, uh, about, about 13, I, 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 the first thing I ever shoplifted was a Grateful Dead cassette mm-hmm. out of a, uh, a mall store and it was, it, the ice cream cone on his head, that one. <laughs> no, it's the one with the, you know, like the, 
the skeleton head with the flower petals and stuff. It was like sure. the greatest hits. I, and I, w- I was running with a bad crowd, Tom. Don't, sure. You know, I would never do that kind of mm-hmm. thing now. Yeah. But anyway. Well, was, was, well I'm going to say this. <laughs> if you were shoplifting <laughs> Grateful Dead cassettes, that would be the weirdest thing ever. Just like, why is this adult? First of all, who's selling Grateful Dead cassettes? And you'd just be like, okay, can you open the case? Yeah. You look at the cassette and then. To be fair, it was, yeah. they had it halfway out of the space. They were the, yeah. their $2 cassettes. Uh-huh. So. Sure. Practically, you know. Did what album is that, Mike? Steal Your Face? Oh, nice language, Mike. You know we're doing a radio show here still, Mike, right? <laughs> you understand we're not one of your filth, we're not in the parking lot of a Grateful Dead show where you just curse. Yeah, well, you could say skull, you could say skull blank, Mike. Mike has to say the F word. Yeah. I tell but you I, this. I, I, you know what, but the, so I, I, you know, I, all of that and, um, you know, I got it home and did not enjoy it or, and it just wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. You put I, it on. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something completely different, but it sounds like when you just get down to it, it sounds like if the birds were playing five different songs at the same time <laughs> and didn't know what the other guys were playing and didn't know when to stop <laughs> where they're just like, just keep playing until you think you're done playing this song. You guess when you think we're done. I can't, I don't get it. Mike tries to, I had people like, isn't this Oxa Moxa alternate mix? It's like, there's that point where it's like, if it's going to be that hard where you have to find one alternate mix for me to go, okay, I kind of see how that reminds me of another thing I kind (laughs) of like. It's like, no, it's not good. If I have to go to an alternate mix of a, right. So. Mike, Mike, did you see the, um, the other one, the documentary? Yeah, I think it was on Netflix or something. It That's was the Bob the, Weir. The Bob Weir one. Oh, uh, yeah, I did see that. That was actually really good. The, you know, the, 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 all the way through it, I kept waiting, uh, like, you know, towards the end when, you know, they're talking about his wife and everything and they're kind of pretending that they weren't getting together mm-hmm. until, until, she was of legal age or something. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> it was one of those whitewash documentaries yeah. where it's just like, it's like, yeah, he's just such a, I don't know, th- those ones where he's just always, where like one person, where one person's gone and then the other guy's like, me and Jerry, we were so close there. It's like, well, Jerry's not here now to talk. Yeah, to- he can't tell us. Yeah. But Grateful Dead are terrible. You know, Mike, Mike secretly knows it too. He kind of knows they're terrible, but he likes Bruce Springsteen. Are you a fan of Bruce Springsteen? I have a couple favorites. Yeah. Mike's favorite songs are what's your Mike's favorite albums? He likes the one with, uh, what cowboy Pete on it, right? He likes the mo, he likes the new stuff. He only likes the new Bruce Springsteen <laughs> stuff. The, the, the most recent. Stuff. Yeah. From 2008 onward is Mike's favorite. Isn't that the scary thing also about making stuff that just there's some point where somebody's going to just go, yeah, I don't like any of the stuff you do now. I like you a lot, but I'm not a fan of any of the stuff you're making that you've made. Nothing you're currently making is any good. Yeah. Yeah. Where and it's just like, I'm still here. I'm trying. Like when you think about Bob Dylan, that there's Bob Dylan fans who would be just be like, yeah, I kind of do wish he died on that motorcycle. (laughs) 
That'd be pretty. <laughs> That's harsh. You'd be like, yeah, that'd be the perfect cat, because then it'd be the perfect catalog. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, he died in a blonde on blonde was the final thing. And like, that's creepy. Yeah. But they would, they would wish that. That's creepy Bob Dylan fans, Mike. You guys are weird. One of you're one of you is weirder than the next. What was that weird, the Dylan thing that came out this year that was all the, the, um, all the live shows and mm-hmm. it's the same set every night. It's like a box set yeah. and it's just the same concert over oh, yeah. and over and over again. Like, was it like 65 and 66 or something? Yeah. So it's all the shows he did, and he didn't do anything different at any of them. Same set list. <laughs> I was talking with my buddy Whitney, and we were saying, "Well, why give it a why, why make it a box set? And because nobody's going to listen to it, that whole thing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that kills the joy of a box set. You can't just sit there; and it's the same thing. Yeah, make it a subscription service or something. Like, give me one every two months, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll listen yeah. to it. Maybe. Yeah, but just suddenly this giant. Yeah, brick gets a cinder block gets dropped with all this Bob Dylan stuff in it. Um, Mike, who's good here? Because I I have a topic tonight. Did you, did you ever see the movie John Wick, uh, Greg? What's what? When's that from? When's it? It's from like four years ago. It's I'm telling you this. First of all, it's this movie stars Keanu Reeves. It is the is you take everything about about a movie that has violence in it and you boil it down and this is it this is the purest version of it the essence the essence basically the movie starts john wick is a guy he was a bad he was like a like a hitman type mob whatever like he was like a gunslinger he's but it's in present day so he's he's done with it though he's done He's got his wife. He's out of the biz. His wife gets sick and dies. Then he opens the door the next day and there's a, a delivery. It's a, little, it's a little puppy. And with a note from his wife saying like, I know I'm gone, but here's a dog you can give love to. And, uh, then these, these hoodlums, he runs into these hoodlums at a gas station parking lot and they're just like, how much for your car? Cause he's driving like a Camaro or something. And they're like, he's like, the car is not for sale. And then, then they follow him and then they like clonk him over the head with a pipe and then, uh, steal his car and kill his dog. So then he wakes up, goes to the, into his basement, tears the floor up, the cement floor, all the guns are under there. And then he just comes back and for the rest of the movie, he hunts down everybody who killed that dog. It's the greatest, it's the purest thing you've ever seen in terms of revenge. And there's a point where somebody's just like, it was just a dog in a car. And he's just like, <laughs> like he's shooting everybody. And now there's a sequel coming out on Friday. And I'm turned it like, I've seen John, I, look, I have not seen the movie, the movie Lawrence of Arabia, I have not seen in my life. Not seen. I've seen John Wick probably five times. <laughs> We all have our things. It's your roadhouse. It's, it might be my roadhouse. This might be my roadhouse. Like, I showed John Wick to, to Terry, my wife, and she was just like, this might be the most violent movie I've ever seen. She's just like, she said, is he going to just keep killing people through it? And I'm just like, of course he is. Like, 
He can't stop now. <laughs> he can't. Like, he's not going to hit pause on he's this. He's got nothing to live for, Terry. He's killing everybody. So I'm turning it over to the audience. We have two topics on the table, because last week we were doing the 25 mo- most coked-out performances of all time. Now, Dudio, yeah. do you have that list by any chance? Can you email it to me? Okay. And who's good here, Mike? Best show. Hey, Tom. This is Allie from Somerville, Massachusetts. Allie from Somerville, Massachusetts. You're here with me and Greg Cartwright. Howdy. Howdy? Is that what you said? Howdy? What's going yeah. on, Allie? <laughs> What's up? Um, I just want to buy myself some time and say that I have the box set. Thank you. The, the yes. best show box uh, set, yes. Yeah. Um, I have one for the topic. What is it? Okay, so... <clears throat> what do you think? We're, the topic is, what do you think happens in John Wick 2? Which, I can't wait to see this. It's all... Um, oh. It might be the last thing I've got to look forward to in this sad life of That's ours. That's true. So what, 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 what do you have, Allie? Well, I actually have something about the other topic. Oh, what the coked-out one? The... No. The... Wasn't, isn't oh yeah, that one. You know, let's do that one next week. I'm so sorry. That one got put. Uh, there were just too many topics. On the back on burner. The, yeah, I'm putting that one on the back burner. But please call next right. week, and I'll. Can I'll, I do one more thing, Tom? Of course you can. I just wanted to say that I just finished divorce, and I loved it so much. So oh, good well, job. That's sweet of you to say. <laughs> I. Yeah. All right. Wrong night for that one. Best show. What's up? Hello. Hi. Is this Thomas? Well, it depends. Who's this? Hello, Tom. This is Jim uh, from Bayonne. Jim from Bayonne. Is, are yes, you, are you wrote, a friend of Mike's? Yes, I am. And I wrote a new theme song for your show. Do you know this guy, Mike? Or you don't sound thrilled tell, by it, Mike? Tell, tell him I know him from the Dwayne Reed parking lot. Wait, are you the guy who sells Mike bootleg DVDs? Mike buys... I don't know nothing. No, no. Mike Mike makes a habit. He goes to the Dwayne Reed parking lot. Yeah, and he buys bootleg DVDs from a Chinese guy that's not related to me. So what's this theme song, Jim? I want to hear it. Tony, I wrote a new theme song for you, Tony. You ready for it? Tony? Big fan, huh? Big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. I've watched you every month. Yeah, you listen every month this, to Tony and the best show. This is the Tommy Sharpling show. This is the Tommy Sharpling show. How do you like my theme song? I know Mike List from Masters. I am uh, uh Sorry. Wait, why did it cut off? Wait, the line went dead. That's so weird. What happened there? Hmm. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi, you're here with me and Greg Cartwright. What's up? Uh, hey, this is Bucky in Peoria, Illinois. Bucky in Peoria, Illinois. Have you ever played Peoria, Greg? I've been up to Illinois a lot, but I don't think I've ever played Peoria. <laughs> More of a, a Bloomington kind of guy? Yeah, I've been to Bloomington, yep. Yeah, I could see that. Greg, I love you, man. Uh, sorry, that was... Name your favorite song he wrote, then, if you love him so much. My favorite song he wrote, oh, God, um... You know, I'm having a... <laughs> That's fine. Oh, no. Um, Stormy Weather, you didn't write, right? I didn't write but, that. Um, yeah, but it's 
and um, but you really, like it, really you like it, and I like I, to perform it. Yes. So we're we're we found our our spot here. I there think that's go. that's the song. It's the only band that could make stormy weather like super exciting. <laughs> I've never heard any other version, so I, it's it's yours as far as I'm concerned. There you go. That's hey, thanks nice. so much, man. So what's up, Bucky? Um, well, I wanted to talk about John Wick. Um, Right. So I've already I've already purchased my ticket for John Wick two. Friday is my day off. Right. Um, historically, I work Monday to Thursday, and then on Saturday. So Friday, it just worked out. It was, uh, but I just want to say I've been like, like if somebody asks me, if somebody's like the twenty first, what day is that? The only like basis I have for like a calendar right now, I know John Wick two comes out on a Friday, and so I'm like I'm basing everything around that. Sure, you building a week like, around it. You're bi- yeah, you've got an exciting. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to see it on Friday. I'm, uh, I've, I've been planning it for a while. So what happens um, in it? Tell me what you think happens in it. Here's a question. Does the um, dog, because he's got a new dog. He gets a new dog at the end of John Wick, too, by the way, Greg. He gets right. a new dog. I'm not spoiling it. It's been out for four years. People fed it. I've spoiled that for a few people, actually. So he gets a new dog. I was hoping for a cat. You're hoping for a cat. But he could, well, there might be a cat in this one. That's what I'm not sure. Movie. What's the animal situation in this movie? Does the dog do anything fun? I'll tell you if this dog if this dog eats it in this one, I don't think I can watch. His his grandmother, who was a cat lady, uh-huh. dies. Her house blows up. Yeah. And the next day box box on the on the on the doorstep with a cat. So a kitten. Yeah, this does not sound like the most original. I gotta say, it doesn't sound For, like they worked very hard. Formulaic. On yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound well, like they back were. To the future too all over again. Yeah. They were not digging in too deep on the, uh, John Wick, uh, two script. So here are some of the things. So go ahead, Bucky. What, what, uh, what do you think happens? Well, so I've been trying to keep like a blank slate, right? I haven't watched any of the trailers. I saw, so here's what I saw. I saw an ad on Twitter, scrolling through on Twitter, you know, in those videos, audio, autoplay. Um, but I didn't click it, so I didn't hear any audio. But I saw a scene where he walks in with the dog into the, uh, you know, the assassin's hotel, like the where the the, the guys go, and there it's like a it's like a sanctuary for the assassins. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there. Uh, Cedric from the Wire is the the uh, the desk guy. The I don't know. The, yes. The guy at the desk. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, so I filled in my own dialogue, and basically he's like, John, you know, dogs aren't allowed here, right? And John's like. Cedric from the wire. This is it's a it's a it's a special situation, and uh, I mean the dog can't die in this, right? I mean, is that dog, the dog can't die? I saw a thing where something blew up, but the dog was next to it when it blew up. Like you didn't see the the major. They made sure to show you the dog didn't get blown up in it. Yeah, the dog walks away quietly, stoically, yeah. in slow motion from the explosion. Yeah. Yes. Well, look. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, so you think I, I don't scene, use that word lightly. You think there's a no pets allowed scene at the hotel with the dog? Yeah, yeah. And, right. uh, and personally, I, I would like to bring my dog um, in the theater with him. Uh, one of the times we spoke, I talked about uh, uh, Bark at the Park going to the, the, the minor league baseball and it being right. Bark at the Park, you bring your dog. And I feel like I feel like this should be like a special occasion, like uh, the – the regal Cineflex or whatever should open it up for for pet lovers. You know, if you can bring your dog in a plane, I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta board him or whatever. But this should be the kind of thing where you bring your dog in. And the dogs are all going crazy. John Wick's shooting people in the head, and it's like it's a it's a whole scene. And I'm, that's what I feel like this should Look, be. This should be like a monumental. It's a destination right, event. You want, yeah, you want dogs. 
John Wick. T- you just want the whole thing. Look, talk to your local theater manager. I don't know what to tell you. Try to organize yeah, a special a John Wick 2 dog. Right? You think they'd go for that? There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Okay, I've had enough of that. Um, I just hang up on people. I can't help it. Um, here's this. We're doing this thing, the top 25 most coked out performances of all time. Uh-huh. Cause I saw, I saw Chris Christopherson a couple weeks ago in concert. I saw it and it was one of the, I, I bought this single ticket to go see it. I was front, I ended up, I was front row. I was literally, he was like eight feet in front of me in this theater. It was one of the greatest things. He's just up there with just a guitar and a harmonica. And it was just, it was amazing. Cause the guy's written some of the best songs ever. He's great. Yeah. And he's still kind, he's still hanging in there. And it was very moving cause Half of the songs were basically saying, I'm going to be dead soon. And it's just one of those things where when somebody is like young and they're singing songs about stuff like that, you're like, okay, that's a part of life and stuff. But then when an old guy is singing it and you're just like, no, he knows he's in the final, uh, the final stretch here. Um, changes, changes your perspective on the song, right? A little bit. yeah. Yeah. So he, um, I was listening to uh, uh, other Chris Christopherson albums, and there was this one, this album, Easter Island, he did, which is like... I've never heard that. Well, there's a reason why you've (laughs) never heard it. I'm going to tell you why, because it seems... I don't know if you turn to him where you want songs about Easter Island. It seems like, by that point, his voice is like, big, 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 like, it's like, it's that sounds, his voice sounds shot, and he sounds like, and he's singing about... The ancient mystics of Easter Island. It's like, oh, Chris, you're off yeah. target here. So that's what it was like. So he can I put that at 25 on the list, the lowest point. We have a couple empty spots here. Number one was the movie Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is because that seems like a nothing seems more coke fueled than that. The creation of the movie. Uh, what do we have? Uh, we have, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage losing his mind in a thing. Fleetwood Mac, uh, r- the making of rumors. Neil Young in the last waltz. <clears throat> David Bowie, Eagles. Um, let's see what we have here. The 86 Mets. <laughs> the Blues Brothers on Saturday Night Live. The 93 Cowboys. That James Brown interview. Where he's oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that's a classic. That one seems a little more like it might be PCP. PCP <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. I was. That's I another was, list. I was yeah the the top fifty <laughs> PCP, PCP moments. fueled moments in history. Just be like James Brown CNN interview number one <laughs> with a bullet. Yeah, and it's just like nothing else. He would get he would t- take every spot on that list. Yeah. So a couple of things I would think would go on the list would be uh, uh, Martin Scorsese in, in Taxi Driver, that scene where he's in the back of the car. That seems pretty gacked out of yeah. he's just he's I think he's celebrating it. He must have. Yeah. That and um, maybe one of those early Robin Williams performances where he's like running all around the club going like, oh, what's yeah. the, oh, oh. Captain, like, oh, oh, I can't make it work. Like, he's just doing one, two, three, four. Like, he's just doing every character. And you're just like, oh, this guy is. So I'm open to to things that should be on that list also. I tell you what, so some of, 
some of the best like cocaine comedy I've ever seen mm-hmm. is the Richard Pryor stuff. But he's so different mm-hmm. because whereas like Belushi and all these other people always seem like you can see the eff- the effect in a different way. It's like yeah. it's making them crazy. He's like a laser. Yeah. Like when yeah. Pryor's on, like he he's mm-hmm. like almost hyper focused. Like he's yeah. he was so funny. Yeah, it must, it must. It was almost like it was Adderall based comedy. Like yeah. he was the. Hey, he he becomes like honed in somehow. <laughs> Just all these lists: top twenty five Adderall fueled <laughs> performances. Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip before Adderall existed. <laughs> sure, let's put him on the list. So I'm open to. So yeah, we'll put it. We'll, uh, Richard Pryor should be on it because that was definitely of the time. He was uh big fan of cocaine. I don't know if you guys heard. He was. Big fan of cocaine. Okay. What's up? Hi. Hello, Tom. Yes, hi. Hi, this is Emerson calling from Cape Cod. Emerson from Cape Cod. How are you, Emerson? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm well. Uh, tell me what's going on in Cape Cod tonight. How's your uh, ascot? Uh, you on a boat? Where are you, what are you doing? I am, I am not on a boat at the moment. No? I'm, it's not that part of Cape Cod. Okay. You're, you're in the the down and dirty part of Cape Cod, right? Yes, the very working, working class, uh, rough yeah. and tumble part of Cape Cod. Sure. Absolutely. You're just one of these guys. You're snorting some of that bay seasoning, right, at your parties, right? What do you call that stuff? Is that that might be more of a Baltimore thing? Go That's ahead. More Baltimore. What's going on, buddy? I had uh, a few suggestions for the coked out topic as Let, well. Let's hear it. Well, actually, Greg took my first one, which is going to be Richard Pryor. Okay. I was going to say Richard Pryor in like Superman three. Yeah, that actually, but you know. Maybe the stand-up one is the pure version. They don't all have to be the worst version of people out of their gourd either. Like, like it doesn't have to be him flopping. Off the rails. Yeah. No pun intended. Off the rails. That's that Cape Cod, uh, that's that Harvard (laughs) type humor that these guys specialize in. So who else do you have? Um, my other suggestion was, uh, there's, footage of Mark Bolin and uh, Elton John and Ringo Starr. They're playing uh, Children of the Revolution. I think it's from Born to Boogie, which okay, is directed yes, the, by Ringo the, Starr. Yeah, yeah, the Mark Bolin have movie. I have not seen it, no. They're, they're playing Children of the Revolution in a studio that's like all mirrors all over the walls. And at one point, uh, Mark Bowen is singing from inside of the piano while up and down plays. Uh-huh. And Ringo Starr is filming everything dressed like a clown. Mm-hmm. It's really horrifying. But I might attribute that as much as anything to the poor directing of Ringo Starr. That might have to go on some list of bad directors as well. Right, he made, he made well, plenty. Yeah, <laughs> he, well, he did that the the Nilsson Dracula movie as well, which is also like a drug fueled mess. Yeah, that's right. The one was it Son of Dracula? Yeah, yeah. That. I've, where, I've only seen the clips 
of that that are in the Nielsen documentary that looks amazing. And I love that the song that's that's on it. The Daybreak. Oh yeah, it's great. Look, he wrote songs, great songs. He was too smart. He outsmarted himself though, Harry Nielsen, right? Did he was just like too too it was like too much and he always had to keep kind of like cracking it back open and doing a different a different thing. He could have done that Schmilson stuff till the end of time and written songs like that. But then what was the album after that? It was like the the standards one, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, that? a touch of Schmilson in the night. Yeah. <laughs> and he just couldn't stop kind of well i i think he he definitely i think that that thing of being a a singer and getting a record label to sign you and you're writing songs and you're making records and then all of a sudden the most powerful group of four guys in the world say that they love you yeah i think that really messed his ego up Mm -hmm. and i think it it made it hard for him to continue in the manner that he would have had that not happened to him sure And and now that's you can't say that's that's better or worse or mm-hmm. whatever. It, it just is what it is. But I think it definitely messed his head up. Yeah. And then, 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 then the, uh, the, the stage, I don't know if it was stage fright or he just was not, he was adverse to performing for whatever reason also just makes it kind of like, but it's kind of nice that it, there was a point where albums could do the talking for people. And that was, you didn't have to have an album just be something that you can sell at your live show. Which yep. it seems like that's like like live shows pay for albums now for people rather than just the people being able to ride an album and just the just have an album be an album and let that be that right. and the idea of somebody who doesn't want a tour it's just not that possible I anymore. Think, I think the one thing is though it's like with the Beatles and with Nelson. When they reach that period where it's like, we're not going to tour anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be creative people. We're just going to make records. Yeah. And that's all fine and dandy until you've got so much time on your hands mm-hmm. and all an entourage of people and substances and all this stuff. And yeah. then I think it kind of, it can be a bad thing. Like, you know, I mean, the, the road is its own demons, you know, that. Sure, sure. But, but yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, not having to go out and hit the road and blow your voice out every night mm-hmm. can, you know, you would on one level you would think it would allow you to make more music, mm-hmm. be more creative, write more songs. But uh, some, in some ways, play into people also kind of grounds you in a way. I think too. Yeah, I think is that how is that for you? Does it make you kind of what is it like to live with some of these songs for such a long? period of time where you know you've like a song like like bad man you've had kind of float through a variety of bands at this point like you that kind of carried over from the what was it was from the greg oblivion record Mm -hmm. and then i did it with uh the oblivions and then we always played it Mm with raining sound and stuff it's it's strange because some of these songs i don't even realize what they mean Mm -hmm. until you know, way down the road. And I realized kind of what I was thinking about mm-hmm. when, when I wrote the song or, or, you know, the, the, the meaning of the song kind of reveals itself much later to me as far as, you know, when you're writing songs, you know, you're just trying to come up with something catchy, something that people can relate to, something that's a story a little bit about you, but a little bit about the people that you're friends with and, mm-hmm. and that kind of world that you all live in. But, 
sometimes you you don't really know what it's about. I, I've had people say, oh, you know, that one song, um, you know, is that about this person that we know or whatever? And I think, no, no, that's not what that's about. And then 10 years later, I realized, oh, that is what that's about. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> so you're the, you're the last one to know. I'm the, the last thing one to know. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of beautiful that that's what the creative process is like, is that it's as much of a mystery for you as anybody else. Yeah. Sometimes it is. And that's, that's awesome. Cause, cause if you just have it all figured out and you're just like, yeah, this is this and that's that. And then you're like, you don't have the answers to your own thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, are there songs where you're just like, when you when you're writing them, where you're just like, I I I can't picture living with this song. So do you ever do you ever have to like change things? Or, there are or some whatever? I wish I didn't have to live with. Okay, yeah, there are definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely some uh-huh. where people want to people. Um, there are songs that you know people have requested and 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 I pretend like I can't remember how they go because I hate yeah. them. Because <laughs> you just hate them. I just yeah. hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things I wish I had never written or, you know, also there's that thing like when you're in a, a fake punk band like the Oblivions, you're just trying to be as dumb as you can be. Uh-huh. You know, everything, sure. it, it's, it's kind of a, a joke, you know, but it's a joke between your friends. It's an end joke. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like. Suddenly, uh, you're saying things and, and it's 25 years later and you go, yeah. God, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That, that, that I, I'm, I, I wish I had not said that, you know? Yeah. So. No, that, look. Even in the context of a joke, you know? Yeah. Cause you're in a thing, yeah. you're trying to be offensive. Cause yeah. that's, it's, it's, it's kind of the idea of being offensive is the thing. Right. And then it's just like, but the thing doesn't go away and the thing doesn't change, but you change. You change. And then and it follows you. And then you're like, <laughs> wait, what is that thing? Who wrote that? Oh no, I'm the one who wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that, yeah. Yeah. What kind of dirtbag would write? Oh, wait, who wrote that? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I was stupid, and you were. But it's like, yeah. but I think everybody can just, if you can just, if you just, if we, everybody can just grow past their thing, and then you're Thanks, not Tom. just, you're not just. I'm talking to myself as much as anybody on this, where you're just like, yes. You also aren't just like doubling down on it and just trying to be like, nah, you I was never. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, you're just like, nope, of the time, mea culpa, not happening again. We were trying to be shocking. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like the frog stuff. Yeah. It's so weird because everybody was playing that now and it just, I think those are some of the best songs, but I just, if somebody was offended by it, I just like, of course. Of course. Why it. wouldn't you be? Yeah. yeah. Why it was made to be offensive. Exactly. And then if it's offensive and it's when it's out of context, it's like, yeah, that's super offensive. That's super offensive. Yeah. That's absolutely the whole point of it was to be, but it was contained. And then now it's like, I, it's not I, like, it, it's a different world yeah. because everything is interconnected now. So it's not just for your little audience of friends anymore who understand exactly what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. It's, it's out there for anybody to listen to and then say, gather whatever they gather from what it means. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it could be totally not what it means at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Do well, you, do you know Anthony Bedard? Greg? I don't. I don't. Well, I'm going to just say hi to this friend. He's, you, he's, he's let me just bring. 
Anthony? Hello? Hi, Anthony. This is Anthony Bedard, who is, do you know the man Icky Boyfriends? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anthony's in Icky Boyfriends. Hey, Anthony. Hi. You're here with Greg Cartwright. And who else is on the line with you, Anthony? Uh, It's Danny Plotnick. Hi, Danny. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Yourself? I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. If I just say it enough, then maybe I won't realize that maybe I'll just think I'm good then. (laughs) If you just say it enough, you don't even know what you are anymore. Um, Well, you guys are from San Francisco. We are. Home of the basketball (laughs) team that no one outside of San Francisco likes anymore. The villains of the NBA. The Golden State Warriors. But that's not why you're here. Not here, not here to defend them. And their (laughs) second generation rich guy privileged team. That's not why you're here. Not, not, not gonna get, not gonna get lured into that morass. <laughs> the idea that Draymond Green, the only reason he's good is because he's pat, he has two Hall of Famers on the team. So those passes tend to become assists because they go down because you're playing with two Hall of Famers. That's not why we're here. We're here because you guys made a, Icky Boyfriends made a movie. How long ago now? 20 years. 20 years. Or 21, depending how you do the math. Okay. And this movie is called? It's called I'm, I'm Not Fascinating not, the I'm, Movie. I'm Not Fascinating, colon, the movie. A hyphen. I'm a Not dash. Fascinating, dash. hyphen, the movie. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Okay. Now, this movie has been dormant for how long now? Well, it sort of had a... a a weird life. I mean, it, it, uh, the movie was shot originally on Super 8, and it exists as a Super 8 film that we toured around the country, mm-hmm. uh, around the U.S. at rock clubs and various places back in, like, 1996. Yeah, between 96 and 2000, it had a pretty active life on film. Okay. And then it, and, and then it got into the world of, like, the midnight movie VHS. Like, we sold a few hundred copies to video stores around the U.S., like, including Tower Video and a bunch of other obsolete uh, yeah. you know, stores. So it had a life till that crashed. Okay. Yeah, and when that crashed, the movie it was gone. Pretty much. But here's the exciting part of the story. The movie's back. True or false? That is a true statement. True yeah, statement. Years, years in the making, we, we, uh, we finally... Uh, we did a high def, a 20th anniversary high definition uh, transfer of the original Super 8. Yeah, and we've been um, and we've been showing it around at um, some places around the country, and have it coming out on Vimeo on demand next week. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's screening in Brooklyn at the Alamo Draft House on Monday, February 13th. Okay, you hear that, Pat? Uh, Sorry? I'm just telling Pat where it's screening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, then uh, and then it's coming out Vimeo On Demand on Valentine's Day next okay. week. Very romantic. Right? It's a, it's what a, a romantic better way. Movie. It is. Look, what a better way to spend the day of love than with the Icky Boyfriends movie. I'm 
not fascinating colon the movie exclamation point <laughs> is that it that's it yeah it's the uh it's the the rags to riches to rags story of the band we we basically uh, the icky boyfriends get discovered signed to a major label contract at which point the label realizes what a horrible mistake they've made and they hatch a plan to kill off each band member and replace us with better looking, more talented members. Well, I don't think that that's uh, a, too much of a spoiler. But no. That's, uh, <laughs> that sounds like the perfect hook. I want to see it. I didn't get to see it yet. I've been busy watching my life crumble. <laughs> Guys. Well, this will be the perfect uh, perfect film to accompany your kind of crashing dream. All right. I might watch it. This, other, I'm going to uh, watch it before Valentine's Day. Did you? Hey, I'm, I'm curious. Did you guys make the movie yourself, or did, did uh, you bring in a director and, and somebody else made it? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. We should, we should clear that up. Uh, Danny, who's right here, he was the director of the film. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's done a bunch of other movies. Uh, short, he, he's... You know, I don't, should I tell people sure. Gary, that you are known in film circles as the king of Super 8? That's sort of his... Uh, That's a good title. His, the king yeah. of Super 8, yeah. And uh, so the movie Skate Witches, about the all-girl skateboard gang. Mm-hmm. That's one of his more famous movies. And I, I will uh, say, though, if you call it the king of Super 8, that title sounds like it would be followed by Found Dead. <laughs> Like, it sounds like the kind of thing that it would be like, they called him the King of Super 8, and his body was found at a Super 8. Yeah. <laughs> In the bathtub? Yes. So the magic fingers still on? It's a, it's a title, it's a title that you might want to, it sounds like one that you're, you're kind of stamping your own expiration date on it. The King of the, of Super 8. Right? Well, Super Ace has been dying for the last 30 years, so why not? We, this, the movie actually, it premiered on Valentine's Day in 2006 at the Viper Room. At 1996. Jo- 1996, I'm sorry, at Johnny Depp's Viper Room in Los Angeles on a bill with the Demolition Doll Rods and Wayne Jane County. Wow. That was the, uh, the first public screening. That's heavy duty. And now, 20 years later, Valentine's Day, it's back again. It's a comedy. Now, it's a comedy. Now, where can people see it again? Uh, uh, starting Valentine's Day on Vimeo On Demand, it will be released. And there's also a lot of um, bonus uh, live Icky Boyfriends performances. So for people who haven't seen the band, there's a good 45 minutes worth of live material from the 90s as well. Yeah, it, it took us so long to get this thing done that DVDs are kind of no longer a thing. You watched, so a, bunch of, you watched a format come and go that you didn't get to put your movie on. We've been working on the re-release for about five or six years, right. and we got it to the point where we were really happy, and then we realized no one had DVD players anymore. So, yeah, so all the bonus features are going to be up on, on the Vimeo. And uh, But actually, we should we should also note that when we were shooting the movie, uh, you know, on Super 8 originally, that Super 8 sound stock got discontinued during the during the middle of shooting of the film. So yeah. we, we had to run around to a bunch of uh, film stores so, around Northern California trying to acquire... Snapping up the last bits of stock. 
So this movie is a tribute to formats, also. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all the all the obsolete formats. We picked loser after loser, and here we are. Dat tape, but yeah, any so, dat tape influence on this? <laughs> <laughs> I found three boxes well, of no, dat tape. No, but I think the the original transfer uh, was to one inch video. Okay, to one inch video, which no longer exists. Yeah. I have these three boxes of dat tapes full of like it's like. I mean, does anybody, would anybody pay a dollar for a box of dad tape? Like, it's... Does anybody have a dad player? That's what I mean. It's just like... We, it's, we, we had some problems when we were trying to get this film originally transferred. We went to a high-end uh, film-to-video transfer place in Southern California, and, and when you walked into this place, there was, like, big kind of, like, 15-foot by 15-foot black-and-white photos of, say, like, Oliver Stone holding a Super 8 camera. Like, this is the kind of place where big Hollywood directors took their Super 8 footage mm. to kind of give their Hollywood epic a, a gritty, kind of crappy, you know, look. Sure. You know, for whatever, you know, whatever scene needed it. And, and we went in there with our... And that's the, that's the where you guys were living. Yeah. Like, isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, we, people? Yeah. we walk in with our, you know, our, our film in a shoebox, trying to you know, have them try to make it look as good as possible. And they, and that was a perplexing request yeah. to them. Yeah. Well, look, this thing comes out on Valentine's Day. It's 20 years later. It's back on Vimeo on demand. My friend Anthony Bedard, who does, does the best show theme. Does the theme to the Mike show. God knows why. Mike, Mike has a side show that he'll do sometimes. They wrote a great theme for it. Um, they wrote a great theme for the best show, but an equally great theme for Mike's show, which only validates Mike's rickety show. It makes it sound like it's real. Um, Vimeo on demand. People can check it out on Valentine's Day, and they can also also go see the screening at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. When? Uh, next Monday, February thirteenth. All right. And then also in Austin at the Alamo Draft House, Austin on Monday, March sixth. Guys, I want to congratulate you on getting this thing back. You did it. You did thanks it. Thanks so much, Tom. Now get ready thanks, for that next format for change. I don't know if I should, uh, you know, at the risk of um, sort of like a nested loop of promotions here, I should I should tell you, Tom, since you brought up the themes, that um, in early March, the Theme Weavers... You, you shouldn't have done it, Tom. <laughs> the Theme Weavers ringtone collection is coming to okay. all cell phone providers in the United States. So you will be able to get the Best Show theme, the Mike Show theme... And all the, uh, like, there's gonna basically gonna be like 10 ringtones from the best show music. Oh, rock and roll dreams will come through. Right. And you'll be able to, you'll be able to get that stuff up on your cell phone. I can't wait. And let me know when that happens officially and I will get the word out on the ringtones. But congratulations on getting the movie done. Iggy Boyfriends are awesome. And I, and everybody's gonna check the movie out on Valentine's Day. All right, thanks, Tom. Right. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Dan. Bye, guys. All right, bye. That's nice. They're nice guys. They're really good. They're that's such a, a great band. Yeah, really a great band. And I was, I was, I was. Uh, I liked what you said about the dats because that mm-hmm. is so true. I've got, yeah. uh, I've got some. Esther's mm-hmm. got some. Yeah. I don't know what to do with them. Throw them away, or I don't know. I guess you just worry that it's like 
the mentality is that you just think that there's the one that has the thing on it that's going to be lost forever if right. you don't if you hold don't. on to it. So you hold on to all of them. Yeah. And you and, don't know what's on any of them. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, I wrote the date on this as if that was enough? <laughs> like, what did I think was going Like, I just wrote the date on it. I don't worse, know. What, worse yet, spring 92. Yeah, spring 92. <laughs> what an important time that was. Who could ever forget what was going on in spring of 92? Then you look, it's 2017, and you're looking at this thing. You're like, Wait, who's going to play this so I even know what it is? And then you listen to it, you go, oh, okay, it's a thing from the, all right, fine. <laughs> now I'll write what it is on it. Right now. Now I'll I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and write it down now, 20 years after the fact. Yeah. Now, now you're doing solo shows. That's why you're passing through town, Greg yep, Carter. You that's are. True. What, um. What, what, where else are you playing on this, uh, on this solo tour? I did, uh, Baltimore, did Philly, Albany last night, New Haven, Connecticut tomorrow. Um, let's see where else, uh, Rockville Center in Long Island. Okay. Um, and former then, home of Homestead Records. That's right. And, uh, then also playing Monty Hall over at WFMU. Sure. WFMU. And, that's when Friday. Yep. Uh, Saturday at Union Pool, and then a Planned Parenthood benefit on Valentine's Day before I head back. Okay, where's that? That, I'd have to look at my phone and see. I'm not sure on that. But it's New York? It is. It's okay. in New York. Yeah, that's right. uh Michelle Cable, who's our booking agent yes. for Writing Sound. She put that together. Okay, that's awesome. And that's uh and people can check these dates where? Where's the best? You can look thing? at them on uh, com. All the dates are there. All right, so people... It's a very, uh, it's a treat to see Greg Cartwright stripped down with the songs that usually are played loud. Played quiet. Played, or less loud. Yeah, less loud. Just a loud, loud, so, less loud. Though. Less loud. Some things it's really hard not to just bear down on them because that's mm-hmm. just the way I've always sang them. But yeah, but yeah, some things it's really interesting too. Um, Kind of find a different way to play the song. Yeah. And what's the rest of this year going to be like for you? What would you have the thing you were saying with, uh, the with, thing with uh, Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. Working on that. And that's about it. We had some, there, there've been a lot of offers to, uh, do some touring for all different bands and stuff. But I think I really just want to kind of focus on, uh, my family, mm-hmm. writing songs, maybe doing this thing with Jesse. And then just, uh, I think I see a lot of, uh, probably, uh, political action and all kinds of things mm-hmm. going on this year. So it's gonna, it's gonna be a busy year and lots of, we're gonna need a lot of headspace. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a weird time and that's, that's why I want this show. It's like, look, we could talk about politics all night long, but I would, I want this show to just be a place where people can, Come and they rest their head for a little bit and then just before they go back the next day to the everybody yelling. Right. Just everybody needs a place and everybody's allowed to also do that too. Yeah. You're allowed to go, you're allowed to, to pop out if you, if you, if you are starting to come unglued. If you have to do it, you can't, you can't stay in that, in that state all the time. You need to, if you're going to be in it for it the long haul. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, 
you got to give yourself a break when when you kind of start to when the when daddy's uh, running too hot That's to right. go back to when daddy's running too hot, then you kind of cool out for yes. a little bit. Then you go back and stay out of the living room for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you don't you're not you have a, a cell phone dent in your forehead. Now, um so people can check it out at, at rainingsound.com, check out the dates. Yep. And I um I'm trying to think what I needed to tell everybody was that Look, we'll we'll redo a lot. I'll I'll talk more about these things. I I apologize for being off point. I've just I I've the last couple of weeks I've been juggling stuff that's for some reason seems to flare up on Tuesday nights. You know, I just I'm trying to trying to do this show. This is my favorite thing in the world to do and these dumb things keep flaring up knocking me off point. Makes me sick and it makes me not happy with uh the circumstances, but I will write that and this the the shows will be not I'm going to try to not drag these dumb things into my life because they're going to be uh a thing of the past one way or another so thank you every for understanding if I didn't squeeze everything out of a particular topic I appreciate uh well you know I'm here I've been here forever doing this I'll get it we'll get back on I'll get back on point you guys can spot me something for once in my life Get knocked off by reality a little bit. Cut me some slack, guys. Huh? Always. Always, Thank Tom. Thank you, Greg. Greg, you get it. They I don't do. get it. You get it. No, they get it too, Tom. They get it. They true. love you. They get it. They do. Well, you know, I love them too. Well, not love is a strong word. Yeah. But <laughs> just like, it is such a weird thing. So he's like, I love you. And you're just like, right Right on. <laughs> right on. Thumbs <laughs> like, up. Like you can't, you can't, like, love is a very serious concept to throw around. So I mean, like, I love you. Thanks for the support. <laughs> just like, you're just like, kind of can't throw love around. I'm not sure who yelled it. So I kind of can't say I love you necessarily. I appreciate you being there for me. Well, I need to, to, let me, I'm going to take these calls and then we'll wrap it up and then, uh, we'll be back next week. Best show. Hi, Tom. This is Brad in Detroit, Michigan. What's up, Brad? How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, I have a, I, uh, something for the topic of the coked out performances. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, David Patrick Kelly playing Luther in the Warriors. Yeah. Warriors is a pretty, uh, kind of. There's some coked out performances then. I'm gonna put, uh, I might just put the whole movie down. The warning. <laughs> okay. I mean, that works. That works. Yeah. Alright, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Best show. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, it's Nick and Montclair. What's up, Nick? Um, I have some for the coked out list. What do you got? Um, how about Hootenanny by The Replacements? I don't they, they seem, that's such a drunky band. I'm sure multiple things were being done, but you have to say that the, the booze takes precedent with the replacements. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, alright, well thanks. It was, uh, you tried. Alright. He started to talk more, I cut him off. Best show. Hey, uh, hi Tom, hi Greg, this is Robin in Toronto. Hey. Robin, hey. what's up? 
I have something for a sort of a perennial best show topic, I would say. Oh, what do you have? Which is something that came up a little bit tonight, which was the um, fairly grown-up male singers having songs about young underage girls. Yes. Um, and I think that Magic Man by Heart is the, like, antidote. Okay. Because oh. it's the same song from a woman's perspective, a young girl's perspective. Of of some creepy dude being like, what's up? Yeah, because it's like, she, you know, she falls for this older man, he takes her away from her mother, her mother's crying on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it's like a very, like, heartfelt female perspective on the same narrative. Sure. I gotta check, I'll, I'm gonna check it out more. Is it, but it's not creepy the way, like, Young Girl is creepy by Gary Puckett. I feel like it's calling that out. Oh, it's, call, it's calling young girl out. Basically. Like, I think it's calling out that whole sort of subgenre. Just think about young girl, Greg. Am I right or wrong in this? I believe that young girl was actually written by a woman. Well, that seems... That's even more troubling now. I know. <laughs> because... But the way Gary Puckett says, young girl, get out of my mind. Yeah. Just think about, like... Just that statement alone, young girl, get out of my mind. That sounds like it would be written in blood on a wall in a house right. of murder. Right. Well, and then like two lines later, he's like, you better run, girl. Yeah, you better. You're much too young. <laughs> yeah. My love for you is way out of line. Yeah. You better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I appreciate That's. I'm going to check out Magic Man. All right. Thanks for the call. I was feeding back. So I feel like I was talking to a, like a CB. CB. Yeah, like a CB radio again. Jeez. Some people to know what songs you played. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We didn't. We didn't say which oh. songs you played. Uh, you know what? Something to hold on to. I think I did, and I think I did. Stop and think it over, and I did. If you can't come back anymore, and I think there might be one other one, but I can't remember what it was. I'll have to listen back and see. Someone knows. Put it on Twitter. Yes. Greg, Greg can't be expected to play them and remember them. <laughs> oh, uh, on the cocaine performances? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, any, uh, any Bob Welch solo appearances yeah, post Fleetwood Mac? Sure. That sounds like a good one. Those, <laughs> those album covers. Seem like they almost might as well just have like designated spots for, for the you rails. To like be, yeah, yeah, for you to be chopping up your lines on the album. Like it was just like chop here. Like, <laughs> did anybody ever do that on an album cover where they're just like guiding, like use this for your cocaine? Like do like they should have. <laughs> I tell you, I think I, I'm in the wrong era to have invented that. Just like pour cocaine here. Slide over to here, chop into this region on the cover. It's like, is there, and there's like, you realize there's not even a record in there. It's just like, no, what's this band? Just an instructional tool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's just a, there's no record in this thing. Nobody cares. Nobody notices that there's no record in there. Well, I'm going to say good night. Thank you, Greg, for coming down. Greg Cartwright is one of my all-time favorite performers and singers and songwriters. You're just the best, and it's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to be here with you. Well, thank you. Just again, I'm just a mirror. And 
I'm going to play something on the way out because I, I got something ready to go. We'll just do another Destroyer song, The Bad Arts, which makes a point of where I'm at right now. The Bad Arts. Bye. We spent the better part of the day Waiting for the wave to hit our side of town and Absolve, absolve, absolve. I wash my hands of the stuff of legends and what news of the horizon.